are listening to the Flood Podcast. Music and more with Bushy and Metal Mike. Sit back, crack open a cold breeze, break out your step, light it all in. While we do our retrospective views and discussions of all things music, food, and entertainment. Give your Metal Mike Metal Towns. So without further ado, here's Bushy and Metal Mike. All right, that's right. This is the Plug Podcast. I am Bushy. With me is Metal Mike. How you doing, brother? All right, all right, all right. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. It's good to be back. How you been, brother? I've missed you. Oh, uh, stressed. Man, I, I, I have been so fucking stressed. Um, I saw some of your posts, man. Like you said something about you were pissed at somebody or something, man. And I, and me and Bill were like, oh, my. <laughs> Which is my co-host and roommate, you know, of the Metal oh, Mike yeah. Show. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, man. Uh, Dude. Well, well, first of all, to all the listeners out there, um, I, I, I kept it under wraps because, well, frankly, it's fucking embarrassing. But I, a lot of people remember back in 2020, 2019, I don't know, somewhere there, I was dating this chick, this blonde chick. We split, and she wanted me and Nevaeh the fuck out. I had nowhere to go. I had to move into a motel. And that's where I had been living for the last year and a half, because there is no housing in this area. I am in, dude, I am in the mountains. It is as rural as rural can be. <laughs> it took forever to find a place. Um, finally find a place. It's going to take three weeks, I think, to get internet connected. It took a little bit longer. The thing that pissed me off is, in this time, Bushy finally got the Kung Flu. I finally got COVID. Now, here's the thing. My company had just started this new pay incentive where you had to be there for all 80 hours to get the raise. Okay, they had given us a 50 cent cost of living raise. You're going to get another 50 cents. After 90 days, another 50 cents. End of the year another 50 cents. You get, you know, $2 is what you're looking at. $2 raise. Well, it was a Thursday night. I'm sitting on the couch and I look at the van and I'm like, I, my body aches. My body, I am sore. I just felt like shit. And I laid down on the couch. And then I got up at two o'clock in the morning with the driest mouth I've ever had. I have never been able to drink this much beer or smoke this much weed to be as dry as I was. Now, I always keep a couple of cases of water with me. So we, I'm, you know, I'm slamming water, go back to sleep, get up the next day. I'm just in a pool of water. Dude, I had the fever and I was just miserable. Miserable, but miserable in the fact that I was asleep all the time. My body didn't make any more the next day. I get up Friday morning, and I can't call anybody because where I moved to, dude, I get no service out here. I'm in the sticks. I got cows in my back fucking yard, okay? I mean, I am in the <laughs> sticks. <laughs> oh, yeah, beef cows, too. I tried to pet them the other day, but that's another story. Um, I sent a message to my boss hoping that somewhere in here, moving my phone around, he'll get the message that I'm not fucking coming. 
And I spend all day Friday either asleep or getting up and slamming water because I'm dry again. Saturday comes. Now, Nevaeh leaves with her boyfriend. Probably not the smartest thing, but we're not COVID pussies. She leaves with her boyfriend. She goes to my ex-girlfriend's place. Uh, the one that I was just recently dating. And Oh, you guys are broke up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was oh, her okay. thing. Fuck. Yeah, she had gotten, what did she say, cold feet? Because we work together. And she sent me a text message saying that, you know, this needs to be over. Well, I'm, I'm so tired of doing this back and forth thing and fucking around with these women. I said, oh, okay, whatever. She spent like two weeks trying to say, but you always take girls back. And I was like, yeah, look where that got me. No, I'm good. I'm done. Well, Saturday, I get up. Nevada's oh, so gone. she tried to she tried to get back with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. She broke up with you and then tried, she tried to play that game. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I was like, no, this isn't happening. So we, uh, you know, Nevaeh's gone. Her, you know, like, I guess her boyfriend went back to go to work or something, you know, and, and he works like 20, 30 minutes away. And she's hanging out with her. And, dude, all of a sudden the squirts hit. To me, that's the worst part. You know, the fever, the fever didn't really affect me because I was asleep. I would wake up, slam water, pop a thousand milligrams of fucking Tylenol, and go back to sleep. No biggie. The squirts, I hated. <laughs> I was not a fan of that. But I'm also out of cigarettes. So I make a command decision. I need smokes. So I drive my ass into town. Well, as I'm driving to town, there's, um, I, don't, I don't know if you have it where you are, but Walmart has a gas station called Murphy's. They didn't have that up mm -hmm. in New York. But they have that down here. That's the cheapest smokes. I can get four packs for 20 bucks, dude. And that just makes my dick hard. So I drive all the way out <laughs> there. Well, I see her pulled off at a parking lot with her hood up. And I just kind of snicker to myself. You know, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> well, I go up by my smokes, and I'm driving back. Remember, I've got the squirts. I'm trying to get back home. Well, I see Nevaeh standing outside her vehicle. So as I'm driving by, I hang my finger out the door, flipping my daughter off, because that's the relationship she and I have. Okay. I stop at McDonald's because I've got to use their <laughs> use their restroom, and we're talking. It's like not even an eighth of a mile from where they're parked on the side of the road. And then you know I go do my thing. I get back in my truck. I drive back home. Sunday, I'm golden. Now remember, people, I'm vaccinated. CDC says I have to quarantine for three days, tops. I've been sick since Thursday. I'm good to go. Nevaeh is begging me to take a, you know, take a test. I, because I, I had a test at home. I, I had three at home. I take the test, and it was funny because I poured a little liquid into the damn meter, and that red, both those red lines came up quick. <laughs> it's like, you know, wait 15 minutes. No, I knew right away. Okay, yeah, I'm COVID positive. You know, and I'm already three days into this thing. By Monday, I've gone. 40 hours without a fever, I'm good to go, I go to work. This is the start of the two-week pay period to start my new pay incentive. I'm good. I also was smart enough to know with my 14 years of medical history to stay the fuck away from people, just in case, but I've obligated my CDC guidelines. I've actually done five days of quarantine, <laughs> not the three. I'm good.
This bitch comes in an hour and a half late to work that day. And the first thing she does is, yeah. And the first thing she does is So you still have to work with her? That's got to be awkward. No, I don't care because I'm an asshole. The first thing she does is walk over to where my live lead is. And this guy's scared of his own fucking shadow. It says, don't you have COVID? And I said, uh, no, I had two positive or two negative tests this morning because I had taken two more to make sure I was good to go to work. I took those other two goddamn home tests. Oh, he freaked out. He freaked out. Next thing I know, the well, he's not the owner anymore because he sold the plant, but he's still running the place until the end of the year. He comes up to me and he's talking to me and I'm explaining to him, look, I'm vaccinated. I've done my mandatory downtime. I'm good, man. I have no problems. Well, everybody's just freaking out. We're going to have to have you get a negative test before you can do anything. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I, I've got two of them. I, I've got two. He says, can you prove it? I said, no. I threw them away. I was good to go. I'm, I'm good at work. You wouldn't even know I had it now if Nevaeh hadn't freaked out and told this woman. They sent me the fuck home anyway. There's nowhere to go get a test anywhere. So the next day, Tuesday, I go to the fucking place, because they only do them on Tuesdays and Fridays, to get my little stupid COVID test. Well, they went fucking deep. I get a positive reading. I said, wait a second. I have been you know, I have been quarantined since fucking Thursday. Well, you could probably get a you know, get a positive reading, but stay home to be sure. Bush, can I interject real quick, bro? Yeah. Um, when 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 I've been tested positive, I don't get retested. They they, they my job, you know, because they do our testing at work. They're like, all right, man, you don't get you don't test for the next ninety days because you're going to test positive. Exactly. Because you got the antibodies in there. It doesn't matter. That's what they told me when I went back Friday. I still got a positive test, so I lost a week's pay. I lost my fucking pay raise. Dude, you talk about angry. Oh, fucking angry. There's only two things you can do that will really piss me the fuck off. Fuck with my daughter and fuck with my wallet. <laughs> yeah, your livelihood. Yeah, totally, totally. Now, here's the thing. I go back to work Monday. And everything's fine. You know, I'm good to go. And everyone's, hey, are, are you good? Are you good? I'm like, uh, yeah, I was good last Monday when I came in. Y'all were just pussies. <laughs> oh, dude, uh, angry. Like, check this out. We get first break. Now, our schedule switched from 8 to 4.30 to 7 to 3.30. So, first break is now 8.30 instead of 9.30. At 8.30, I go to sit down and have a smoke over there where we all sit because we're allowed to smoke inside the building. That's the great thing about a private-owned company. And that line lead, that same line lead who bitch face says, Don't you have COVID? Hands me a pen. I'm like, I don't need a pen. He said, yeah, you do. And he's got a write-up sheet for me. And I said, wait, what? I've been gone for a week. I read this motherfucker that says, showing up to work knowing you have COVID. I looked at this motherfucker and I said, I am not signing this. He says, yes, you are. And then New York had to come out. I said, the fuck I am. You can bet, bitch. He gets on the fucking uh, walkie-talkie right away to call the plant, you know, the old owner, down. I said, nah, don't worry about it. 
Straight to HR I go. HR says, well, I wouldn't sign that shit either. I said, I've already lost a week's pay. I've lost my pay incentive when I should get both because it is nonsense. If I have to sign this fucking write-up, I am going to own this fucking company. I am going to sue you. I don't know if it's the ADA, the Americans with Disabilities Act, because I am ill and has undo me. It's a fucking worldwide pandemic, quote-unquote. Or if it's a violation of HIPAA, either way, I'm about to snap what they call the fuck off. Long story short, I didn't have to sign a thing and everything's okay. <laughs> I still have my job. Are you going to get your pay, though? I'm not getting my pay. So does that mean like you'll never get your $2 raise? Or no, how's no. That work? What I have to do is work this pay period. Get all the wow. 80 hours in for this pay period. And then I'll get so it's just delayed anyway. it. Yeah, they just slowed me down. But I lost a week's pay that I should have never lost. You know, the old plant supervisor comes over to me and says, I, I don't understand why they did this to you. Because his wife is a nurse and she's vaccinated. She tests positive every time because she's had the vaccine. She tests positive every time because she's a nurse and she gets her boosters and all that shit. She's constantly testing positive. Well, and not, yeah, it's called false positive. And even so, like, dude, once you've had it, you're not supposed to get tested for like 90 days or something. Well, like I said, they told me I could test positive for 90 days. That's why I didn't even tell them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I didn't even tell them about the second test. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to take this Friday. I'm going to stay home because if I go in there, I'm going to snap. When I got in there Monday, they tried to write me up. Oh, I really Fuck lost my guy. shit. Oh, I, dude, I was angry. I, I've never been so mad in my life. The other side of this is I'm still a team player, and I'll still do my job. Now, right. karma, karma's a bitch, and I love how it works, because that cunt's been out of work for a fucking week and a half. <laughs> for what? Did she get COVID? I'm assuming. And, and what we find out is there was a chick that come in and started working. She had it. So, like, three or four of us ended up getting it. Nevada never got sick. She got a couple sniffoos, but she never got sick, you know, but I've never got her that stupid Fauci-ouchie. It's funny the amount of people that are getting sick that had the Fauci-ouchie. That's oh, I know. know. And another thing, they call it, they call it, um, they call those shots, uh, you know, the first two vaccinations and then boosters, and, then and boosters. I'm using air quotes. No, you know what? Even the fucking vaccinations are booster shots, folks. They're not a vaccination in the truest sense of the form. They never were. A vaccination no. is when you inject a weakened version of the virus yes. into your body, and then your body builds up the antibodies. That Which is, is something they're working on right now. They are. Yeah. But this is not a real vaccination. No. It is a booster shot. And guess what? It, it ain't that fucking effective. All right, all right? now. It's not effective I mean, at all. Here's my I mean, thing. I've got... Here's my thing. This this is the thing that pisses me off. If you're that fucking terrified of COVID, that you're going to try to write me up for coming in knowing I had COVID, even though I'd obligated my quarantine time. And maybe, you tested yourself. Yeah. It's not like you just went in cold and said, exactly. I don't know if I got it No or fever not. for 40 hours. I, I was a hack and cough and nothing. I was good to go. Now, I will say I have some long COVID symptoms. I got shit in my lungs. I keep hacking out. But if you're that afraid of this, you need to be double masked or N95. You need to have your two shots and your four boosters or whatever the fuck it is they're saying these days. Or 
you need to stay the fuck home, hide in your basement with a flashlight, and stay the hell away from people. It's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in the world. Oh, it is, dude. They're treating this shit like it's the black bubonic plague, and it's oh, not. No. Well, next is no, I'm not box. saying we'll see what happens. that it hasn't killed people or it ain't serious, but it's just weird. I, I'll tell you what. What's weird about COVID to me, and I'm a nurse, dude. I've been a nurse for 25 over 25 years, and before that, I was a CNA. I've never seen a virus. <coughs> this virus has no rhyme or reason. It affects different people differently, man. Exactly. It is so fucking weird. It is so weird. I will give it that. But as far as like, I mean, everybody's like, oh my God, like it's the end of the world or something. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, like when it first came out, we didn't know anything about it. Sure, but people need to just unclench their anus. Yes, and it's mutated so much that it's not even nearly as dangerous as it was. The people no. that are dying are people that, first of all, took the vaccine, which is terrifying. And and the, the ones that are dying from COVID are the ones that are like morbidly obese. I mean, look, if you're old as shit, take the shot. If you're a big old fucking fatty, fat, fatty, Take the shot. <laughs> if you have weird comorbidities, take the fucking shot. I told you forever ago, I'm not taking anymore. I'm done with it. Yeah, I, I did. I did the two vaccines, and that's it. Yeah, I've not done any booster shots, even though the state of Illinois keeps pressuring me to. I'm like, no, fuck you, man. I don't think it does any good. It, it obviously you know, doesn't. You've got COVID twice. We just had a, a major outbreak, and guess what? No, this is what was weird. Everybody in our building was testing positive for COVID, and nobody had any symptoms, or very right. few of them did. It was I, the weirdest I, I've thing. I've seen video of people just taking the fucking COVID swab test out and putting it in the thing, and it tested positive. And here's the fucked up thing about it. In all that time, I've been tested, and I've not tested positive once. My big brother and my sister-in-law got it. I went over to their house. I actually smoked weed with them. And guess what? I didn't get it. Now, either my body has built up a natural immunity to it and don't give a fuck no more, right. or whatever. I don't know. But I am not going to live my life in fear. I'm sorry. No, I'm I just refuse. not. Not anymore, man. I, You know, I am so over COVID. I am fucking over it, Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done it. with the fear-mongering. And I survive. Sorry, guys. I drink all the time. I smoke all the time. I don't take care of myself. But guess what? I ha I don't have comorbidities. I had a fever for a day and a half, and I had the shit. I didn't even have that, Bush. When I got it, and I got it twice, all I had was um, a little bit of maybe like like a slight cough, some sniffles, and I was just really tired all the time, sore, achy. Right. Other than that, man, it that was it. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a fever. Yeah, I like didn't a bad have a summer cold. But my big brother, when he got it, and my dad, when he got it, my dad said it was the worst sore throat. He goes, it made my fucking strep throat infections when I was a kid look like fucking bullshit, man. He, he's like, it was a, the worst sore throat he ever had. But that was uh, it. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it just, again, it's one of these things. It just affects different people. Sometimes people lose their taste in the mouth. My brother said he got like a metallic taste. Like I went and got them at McDonald's and left it at the door for him. And uh, fresh. Like I waited in line. So the shit was fresh. And right, right. People can say what they want about McDonald's. But when you get McDonald's fresh, this shit's good. It's yeah, but you got to order your fries with no salt. That way you get fresh fries and... Dude, they were order, the order your quarter pounder with no salt on it. Bro, they, they were so slammed though, Bushy. I was waiting in line. They were so slammed that yes, the food you could feel the heat from the bags. 
Nice. I'm not gonna lie, I stole a couple of fries. They were delicious, but <laughs> just one or two, Big Brother. That's, so I, that's I the only the time McDonald's off. fries are good or hot fresh. Yep. So I, I I leave him in the front door, and my brother said, "Dude, you're right." He goes, "But man, fuck coffee, fuck with my fucking taste buds, man. Everything tasted fucking metallic." I'm like, "Oh, bummer, dude." Like I love metal, but I don't know if I'd want to taste metal. Right. Well, here's 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 the other fucked up thing that happened. So, my daughter and I have just moved into this you know new place. A two-bedroom place for nice and spread out. We got room. She's finally got a bedroom of her own again. That's awesome. And uh, the water goes out. Oh, God. So, so it goes out while I have COVID. Well, thankfully, I'm not working, so I don't stink. But I can't bathe at all. Oh. Uh, two weeks, no water. To find out we had to replace the water pump, so the landlady got that taken care of. But man, let me let me tell you something, people. Don't ever give up, I guess is the point of all this. Because since I moved to North Carolina, I have just had a rough fucking time. But you just gotta keep pushing through. Just keep pushing yep. through. You know, and now we're at a place where we're starting to dig out a little bit. We're okay. Like I said, I got some shit in my, you know, upper chest that I keep hacking up. Um, I'll try to mute the mic as we go, uh, but I'm gonna keep hacking. I'm, I'm still hacking that stuff up. Uh, I will apologize. I meant to apologize for this earlier. That hum you hear in the background is look, it's hot in fucking North Carolina, man. <laughs> so I'm getting the fan on me. <laughs> but persevere, man. Just keep pushing through. Fuck the naysayers. Don't eat a bullet. Don't give up. Exactly. Why do you think I always, my, my sign off is always keep fighting a good fight and stay metal. When I mean that by keep fighting a good fight, that's exactly what I mean. You, you, you scratch and you claw and you fight your way through all the bullshit. Yes. That's what life's going to do. It's going to throw bullshit. Yeah. It's, it's just part it's, of it. It's going to try to beat you down. It's, it's your yeah. job to rise above. That's why one of my favorite all-time songs is Suicide Tennessee's You Can't you can Bring Me bring Down. Me down. That's the negative people and the toxic people that's to life itself that's to the world it's like fuck you fuck you man you can't bring me down 
I'm not going to quit fighting to the very fucking end. So there you go. So that's been my three weeks, Metal Mike. I haven't been able to talk to you. I've had very sparse internet. I, I get it at work, but I don't have time to be online when I'm at work. Right. How, how have you been, brother? What's been going on with you? Um. Well, you know, like I, I told you off mic, I, I got a raise, a significant raise, and all because I put in my two weeks, which kind of makes me feel good because it's like, even though like honestly, because all the nurses were like, well, thank you, Mike. And I'm like, well, guys, realistically, I think if any one of us had put our two weeks in, this is what was going to happen. It was, it was, it was common, you know, because here lately we've been working with a skeleton crew. And then on top of that, you know, we got even more patients because a facility I used to work at flooded. Oh, shit. So we got even more patients. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and there's been a while there with the night nurses where, you know, because I work 12-hour shifts, so I go in at 6, and you got the 8 p.m. med pass. But after that, after 10 o'clock, what would happen is is one of the bosses, you know, the DON, the director of nursing or the assistant director of nursing, or the music, they'll do the 8 p.m. med pass, and then they're gone. And then I'm the only fucking nurse in the building from, like, 10 to 6, sometimes even earlier than that. Wow. And, and and now you got like 90 something fucking patients. So it, it was coming to a head. I just basically told the corporate nurse, and she goes, well, we're going to have all the admissions done, sweetie. It'll be okay. And I'm like, you're missing the point, Tanya. That's 90 fucking six patients to one nurse, man. Yeah, you got to do med passes and treatments. Fuck that. No, which they had scaled back because what they did is they took a lot of the med passes, like the 6 a.m. med passes, and moved them to 7 Okay, again, that helps, but you're, it's still, you got people that want pain pills, you got people that need this, you got people that need that, yeah. and you're running back and forth on both sides of the fucking building, man. You got like wound care you got to do, you have to take care of your fucking CNAs, make sure they're doing their job. Check. Yeah. You got skin check. You know, I'm going, guys, I'm fucking 51 going on 52 years old, I'm not a young man anymore, man, it's, it, it you know, like something's got to give. Now we're hoping though, because I did this, they basically said effective immediately. I mean, I'm gonna, I'm making seven dollars more an hour, seven dollars plus shift differential because of this. Nice. They're like effective immediately. All LPNs are getting paid thirty-seven an hour, and the corporate nurse who is I, actually you know what? I'm gonna go back to school and move to fucking Illinois. There you go, man. No, that'd I'm be not. cool. No, I'm not. Fuck the North. Fuck blue states. <laughs> I'm, I'm what? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I, I hear it. it's my home, but Although Illinois, what's sad about Illinois paying nurses better than New York was. What's sad about Illinois is, and I, I'm more of a purple guy, but not. There's a lot of red in Illinois. The problem is, is you got Chicago that's got millions and millions of people. They're blue. Yeah. The rest of the state's not really blue bush. Well, it really is. New York's the same way, man. You got New York City, right. which is the biggest concentration. You got Buffalo, you got Syracuse and Albany. And then you have the rest of the areas. Right. So Which is more rural, like me. Yeah. Like us. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's a good thing, though, because I, I mean, I'm going to be making some significantly more money, and that's always a good thing, man. So, right. uh Cause I was just like, man, I just can't do this anymore. And I'd gotten an offer that I felt like I couldn't refuse because it was going to give me every weekend off, which would have been sweet, but I can't turn. I mean, this is like literally almost 13 grand more a year. I can't turn that down, oh, man. Fuck no, you know? I cannot turn that down. I mean, so, uh, 
But the, the other reason is they're wanting to try to get more nurses to actually put their application into my, our facility and, and get more help because we desperately need more help. So, you know, there you go, man. So the, I had that going on. And then, like, I went to see Crowbar last Wednesday. I went with OCD, you know, DJ OCD. Uh, and I went with my nephew, Kane, who's wanting to come back to the station. So I'm trying to make that happen as well. And then... Um, uh, my stepson Corey, which was really really cool to, uh, to catch up with him. He's a great kid. He loves Crowbar. He finally got to meet Kirk, and he was over the moon about it. Nice, you know, nice. um, and we saw Spirit of Drift open for him, which I think you'd like Spirit of Drift, Bushy. They're kind of like traditional metal, you know. Um, yeah, really really cool stuff. And then um, before that, the week before, we saw Rob Zombie with Mudvayne. I kind of wonder. X. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt. I kind of wonder if uh, that's the band that's opening for uh, Mastodon and Ghost. Because I'm seeing Ghost and Mastodon on September 4th. Go ahead. I'm going I'm to I'm look this up real quick. Oh, okay, cool. I was going to look it up for you, but that'll work. No, but, um, but yeah, so I, I, we seen, um, we saw uh, fucking... We saw uh, Rob Zombie with, with Mudvayne, which I'd never seen Mudvayne. That's the main reason why. Because I've seen Rob, uh, so and I've seen White Zombie. Um, never was really big on Static X. I don't hate them or anything, but I was always like, eh. Yeah, but you know. Wayne Static's not even there. Were they any good? They weren't bad, really, but it's kind of creepy because the guy that comes out singing looks like a fucking zombified Wayne Static. So I'm kind of like, okay, that's a little weird. Like, <laughs> it's kind of what wild. the fuck's that yeah, that's what the fuck's that all about, man? Like, and then uh, uh, there was Power Man Five Thousand, which is Rob's little brother's band, Spider Mike. No, uh, that's not. And there, and I, I've always liked Power Man. Spirit They're Box. Like, that's what I'm going to see. Spirit Box, Macedon, and Ghost. Oh, I don't know. About, I've never heard Spirit Box before. Oh, I have to check them out. What's the band you said? Spirit Adrift. Oh, okay. You understand but my confusion? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Spirit Box. I'm going to write that down and check them out. Spirit box, okay. So yeah, man, and dude, it was a full house. It was a full fucking like, dude. They sold out, and this is at the Riverport Amphitheater, man. And Rob said, he goes, yeah. When I put this tour together, everybody said, oh, it's not gonna make any money. You know, nobody cares about metal anymore. And he's like, well, St. Louis, you motherfuckers have proven wrong. And he even said that this was the smallest crowd that they had played for up to that point. You know, right. so. And, and, and it was fucking full, dude. It was a full house, man. Like, And what was really cool about it, Bush, is there was a lot of young people. I mean, young teenagers there at this show. Nice. And that's a good thing, man. Because none of these bands are really new. They're all legacy acts, really. You know what I mean? Which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Because it doesn't really feel like that long that they've been doing everything. But when you look back on it, well, I mean, fuck, if you look well, at they're all from the 90s, if you think about it. Yeah, late, or, or early aughts, at least. Yeah. You know, like... So, yeah, man, and, uh, yeah, Mudvayne was fucking amazing, too, man. God, they were fucking good. And, <laughs> and, and Rob, I got to give Rob credit. I'm not as big on him, his solo stuff, as I am White Zombie. I love me some White Zombie. But he put I on a too. hell of a show. And there was some cool, he, he played a lot of new stuff, and I'm like, I kind of dig that. So, I went out and got me some Rob Zombie. Nice, <laughs> you know, nice. You know, um, so, he, but, man, just a great visual show. He sounded great. Yeah, I mean, he, and Johnny Five, man, what a great guitarist. But I saw yeah. Johnny, I saw John a while, about 
a couple of years ago, he it was right before the pandemic, man. I seen him open for uh, Queensryche, and he was fucking amazing, man. Sweet. Like that guy is a incredible guitar player. But I mean, God, look who he's played with. He's played with Marilyn Manson. He's played with David Lee Roth. He's played with fucking. Now he's with Rob Zombie, man. I mean, you know. Yeah, you know, even if you even deal. if you watch him on TikTok, I mean, he's he's such a shredder. He's definitely a virtuoso. Oh, he's up yeah. there with Ingve and Satch and them. I, I, and you know, and Vi, I think he's just that good. He is good, man. You he's know, really, really, really good. fucking good, man. All right, so yeah, that's how I've been doing. And then, of course, I'm getting tired of hearing all the fucking people whine about the Pantera. I mean, oh, it's a tribute, folks. God. It's a fucking tribute. Oh. All right, it's not really a reunion. We know this. It's not. Yeah, and and, and, and they haven't even made it official yet. Like time or not? Not uh, Zach Wild has said more than what's already in interviews. It's a tribute, guys. It's a trip. It's a tribute to the Abbott brothers. It's a tribute to Pantera. And personally, I think it's a good thing. There's a whole generation of kids that never got to see Pantera live and, and love. Never them. got to hear those songs live. I, I never huh? got to hear them live. I would. Dude, right. I want to fucking go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I don't give a fuck. It's a celebration of Pantera and their music. If you don't like it, then don't go. Exactly. But I guarantee you, most of those people that are bitching, they'll go. Yeah, quick crying about it. I mean, first of all, Zach Wilde. <coughs> I have said for years that if anybody could fill in for Dime, it's fucking Zach. I mean, not only could he fill in, he should because him and Dime were best fucking best friends, buds. man. It's not like they're getting some fucking scrub off the fucking street, guys. Exactly. And another thing, same with same with uh fucking um Charlie oh, Bonante from fucking Charlie, Red man. Rats. Charlie's a phenomenal fucking drummer, and he was best friends with the Abbott brothers. And another thing, let's be realistic. It's the Pantera family, if nothing else. Right. And here's the other thing, guys, that you guys got to consider. If and I know it's you know it's the what if game, but if Dimebag doesn't get murdered and Vinnie Paul's still with us, even if let's say for argument Vinnie does die of the heart attack like he did, and but Dime never gets murdered, guess what? Pantera would have gotten back together way before now. I'm here to tell you right now, they would have settled their differences and they would have got back together. It would have happened. Well, so all you people it, that want to bitch and whine, blah blah blah, blah feel for Pantera. Look. Phil isn't there an interview out, with fucking? Up. Isn't and I? I'm sorry again to interrupt. No. Isn't cool. there an interview out there with Dime's girlfriend? Yes. This, she said Dime, while he was with Damage Plan, was wanting to reunite and bury the fucking hatchet and go on tour. Yes. Yes. It yes. would have happened, dude. It would have happened, guys. I got news for you. It sucks. Phil I never got to up. see Dime. It sucks. Phil, Phil got cleaned up, and you know what, man? He hasn't made any excuses about it. He literally told Rita when he ran into her at some metal festival. She just said, I just want to know, Philip, why? And he goes, Rita, I have no excuses. I was a goddamn junkie. I was fucked up. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. What can I say? That's all I can say is I'm sorry. I'm sorry I said any of those things. I'm sorry I did any of the things I did. But, you know, like Rex Brown has said more than once, he goes, personally, he just felt they all needed some time apart. Sure. So, you know, people who want to blame Phil for what happened to Dime, you're fucking retarded, okay? Yeah. Phil had nothing to do. And that son of a bitch tried to target Phil and down before he had, he just couldn't get to him. And he tried to target Damage Plan in Cincinnati. 
he was out to kill the band because he was fucking psychotic and delusional. The guy was mentally ill. He obviously needed help, and nobody got him any help. He was delusional and thought that Pantera stole his music from him. That is why he did what he did. Yeah. He was even trying to kill Vinny. So this shit of, you know, oh, let's blame Phil for the breakup of Pantera. Hey, all great bands break up. And guess what? Most of them get back together. Look how long it took Kiss and Sabbath to get back Look together. Look how long Look it took fucking it. Van Halen. Exactly. So just shut the fuck up. Go and enjoy the music. Or don't. But right. just stop whining. Yeah, well, quit bitching it's to like people that want to go fans. do it. It's like these metal fans that were kind of complaining about uh, Stranger Things and the whole <laughs> thing. And now you got all these young people that are, you know, streaming Metallica. And hey, guess what, dipshits? That's a good thing. Young people should discover Metallica. And other, and guess what? Like Lars says, maybe if they like Master Puppets, they'll like some of our other songs. And maybe, just maybe, they might start listening to other metal bands. Exactly. It's a good thing. It but absolutely again, is. I mean, if, and if this is what if this is what fucking passes for a metalhead is all these whining, crying little bitches, then I'm fucking ashamed to fucking call myself one. Grow a fucking spine and get over it. You act like this band's just yours and yours only. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. I mean, especially with Metallica, it's like, uh, that boat sailed a long time ago. Okay, Metallica's been mainstream for fucking ever. Yes, well, since what, 91, the Black Album, they were mainstream. Yeah, come on, get the fuck out of here, man. I gotta we say. We all know how I feel about the Black Album, but the point I'm trying to make is if people are getting in a Master of Puppets, that's that's a bad thing. For real. Fuck off, man. I gotta say, that's one of my favorite things you've ever said on this show, Metal Mike. Uh, because, Thank you. I mean... That's it right there. You know, if if people are getting into a metal band because they sold their rights and it's in a fucking commercial, who the fuck cares? They're getting into it. If they're getting into it because of this stupid show that I've never watched a single episode of, but it hits them so hard, they're like, I'm going to go check out this Metallica band that I've never listened to. Well, well what the fuck is the problem? You know, it, it can't all be whatever is popular today because popular uh, today's music is kind of going down. I just read an article the other day that said the numbers are up on the old school and it could be, you know, the early, what do you say, the early aughts? <laughs> How do you say that? <laughs> but that and back is what people are starting to listen to. Today's mm -hmm. music doesn't have a whole lot of soul. There's a lot of good shit out there. You have to search for it. I'm lazy. I well, don't. I'm kind of hoping, and my big brother seems to think that because of this and other things, that metal's going to have a resurgence. I mean, it's one of those forms of music. Metal's never going to totally die. No, rock, and, ro way too many rock and roll in general. People right. don't understand rock and roll because they've been trying to kill rock and roll since Bill Haley and the fucking Comets came out. Oh, yeah. Rock and roll, he's got to go. And he, tear, he takes the 45 and breaks Smashes it against it. it. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and, and look, man, look, guys, all I'm trying to say is, and this goes for anything, it's like there's certain bands like, okay, for instance, I'm not the world's biggest Five Finger Death Punch fan. I had the first couple albums, thought they were pretty decent. Uh, the guy who owns the local pizzeria, you know, Roma's, Tony, you know, um, um, the, uh, Tony and Frank are metalheads. And uh, Tony and Frank Pizzo and the good people good people um and they were like 
oh man, you need to check these. They're kind of like Pantera, but not as heavy, but kind of cool. I'm like, all right, I took, I'll check them out. I checked them out. I was like, oh, not bad, you know. Um, but it did feel like, okay, this is palpable Pantera. So I can understand why some of the, especially guys who have been into metal for a while, are like, ah, oh, you know, fine, great, you don't like them. Okay, I understand. I'm not that big on them either. There's a lot of newer metal bands I'm not real big on. But if you've got young, again, I think Five Finger Death Punch is a good gateway band. It's a good gateway band for younger people. I know a lot of younger people who like Avenged Sevenfold, okay? Again, a good gateway band. Not really my thing. They're okay. I can take them or leave them. I know you're a fan, Bush, and that's cool. love them. Uh, but my point that I'm trying to make is if you got a bunch of young people and they got their fists in the air and they got their devil horns in the air and they're getting into metal, guess what? Eventually they're going to get into heavier bands, guys. It's fucking inevitable. I know a kid who's all in. I mean, he's into some really extreme metal, some heavy shit. Guess who his gateway band was? Fucking corn. Okay. So again, guys, look at the big picture. If you want our music to live and thrive, you got to be more like I'm not saying you have to like those bands. All I'm saying is like if a young person goes into a Facebook group or some kind of forum and goes, hey, guys, what do you think? Don't jump his shit and tell him he's a fucking poser for liking Five Finger Death Punch or whatever. You elitist fucking pricks, man. Exactly. Like you can even go, hey, buddy, not my bag. But hey, if you like them, I remember when my my uh, my niece was into a band. I can't remember who they were. I, I wasn't real big in them. They were at the uh, Family Values tour where I saw Hell Yeah. Evanescence was there. And I went oh. to see specifically Hell Yeah. Love and there was a band there that, that she was there with or for. And she asked me, do you like them? And I'm like, well, I'm not real big on them. And she looked a little disappointed. I go, but the important thing is you like them. Exactly. And that's all that really fucking matters. And you went to the show and now you got turned on to yeah, Hell Yeah. And you got turned on to all these other bands. That's a good thing. Again, you know. Jamie Jost of Hatebreed says it all the time. A high tide raises all ships. So these motherfuckers that want to whine and complain and just, like, 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 you know, I don't know. It's just weird. Metal fans are like that sometimes. Like, you know, like a lot of people think I hate started hating on Metallica because they got popular. Uh, dipshits. They got popular when they put out one, the video, and they blew the fuck up. Yes. But Metallica, with each album, was getting bigger and bigger and bigger anyway. I mean, if you you know, so to me, it had nothing to do with them becoming popular. It's just that I didn't care for the direction that Bob Rock ultimately took the band. And I still don't like that era. I don't give a fuck how many copies of the Black Album they sold. I don't give a fuck how many. I, I don't care if load and reload. And all dude, those I, went, dude, I, I feel you. I'm not a big Beatles fan. And, and they're arguably the most important band to ever exist. Well, yeah, that's science. That's not even, you know, whether you like them or not, you cannot deny their impact. Exactly. And to do so is kind of fucking retarded. Right. You know, like you're an idiot if you're not going to at least acknowledge. And it goes for a lot of different bands. I don't care who it is. Well, like, I like, don't really care for you, too. But guess uh, what? They got a lot of uh, fans. Hate them. Sold a lot of records. It's yeah, hard I'm to argue with it. Yeah. Not, not a fan. Not a fan, dude. Not a fan of the Grateful Dead, either. But guess what? They've been around for fucking ever. I tell Both you what, <laughs> let me let me talk to you about the dead. I have never liked the dead. One day at work, I, I had just started here at this place I'm working. And, uh, man, I was bored. I didn't want to listen to podcasts anymore. I was all caught up on all the music podcasts I listened to. I was all caught up on all the 
you know, the conservative talk radio podcast I listen to. So I switched over, you know, I, I downloaded Spotify, which I, I'm, I'm sorry, I kind of want to drive nails through my testicles, but I did it. I did it, okay? I downloaded, I downloaded Spotify. And I was just in a weird mood. And I was like, you know what? Gersman, Lee Gersman always talks about the dead. And, you know, and, and I know it'll lead you into other weird places that Lee goes. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. So I just hit Grateful Dead play. I listened to them for the entire eight-hour shift. I don't know why I ever hated them. It's good. It's not fish because I've listened to fish a lot. Cause I used to have a lot of deadhead fans that were big fish fans. Oh yeah. I, I yeah. never got fish, but man, the dead. I I kind of dig them. To go back to your uh, 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 five. You know what the dead punch. are to me. What's that? The dead are what they are. They are a jam band, and if you're into that kind of thing, and I'm fine with it in a live setting where bands just get up and they fucking just jam. I'm like, okay, cool. But to me, the dead, and I mean no disrespect, because I know they have a lot of fans. Boy, I don't hate the dead. Oh my god, what a huge following! Um, I don't hate the dead. Let me be clear on that. But I just kind of like to me, they're. They're kind of background music. When I'm at a party and somebody's playing, I'm like, oh, okay. And they got a few good songs. I mean, they're talented. I would never disparage their musicianship ever in a billion fucking years. But it's just not something that I'm going to go to. Like, yes, the fucking dead. No, I, I'm sorry. I just, well, see, for me, me you know? for me, the dead is I don't care to hear them live. And I'll tell you why. Well, they're, they're you guys, now, you guys so. all like how I, or you all, you all know how much I like prog rock. I don't need to hear 20, 30-minute songs ever. Ever. Right. That's why I don't like Dream Theater. That's why I don't like fucking Rush. I I, I don't need to hear that shit. Not your I don't, I don't need to hear the Grateful Dead jamming for 20, 30 minutes. But you give me an album where maybe a song hits six minutes, they're, they're good songs. They're good songs. But I want to go back to that five finger death punch thing because I, yeah. man, I I think that's so important what you just said. If it gets somebody else in the metal, what's bad about it? There and, and there's some five finger death punch songs I like. There's some fucking uh, Godsmack songs I like. Uh, Creed I like a lot. Uh, you know, there, there's a lot of these bands that came out that metalheads, the guys that I grew up with. That you know, I was in that niche. They just talk so much shit about these bands, and I get so fucking angry because it's like, why? Because metal got wicked heavy, and then it went underground. But you still have these few bands, and I think we talked about it on the last episode concerning Nickelback. These are bands that found a way to make it on the radio. When I was growing up, all my bands were on the fucking radio. Ozzy was on the radio. The crew was on the radio. You know, Cinderella, Poison, they, I mean, Kiss, they were all on the fucking radio. FM radio, Top 40 radio. Is, is, it, is it a thing where when metal became unpopular, and I think this happened with the grunge movement. Honestly, that, that's what I think happen this this grunge thing came out and the people that loved it loved it and the rest of us were like fuck that we went and started to find other stuff why is it that if a if a rock hard rock or metal band gets on the radio all of a sudden it's not cool that's the most poser fucking thing i've ever heard in my life well i mean for me i've never 
again, I don't really hate Nickelback, but they're just there for me. They're mad. Sure. They're they're um And I'm not a big Nickelback fan either, but it's but it's um, a it, but it's the best fucking it's the best way I could describe it because they're oh, no, no, in, no, in the no, metal community, yeah. man. They hate Nickelback, and they're not bad. Oh, I know. I, 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 I'm just like they're okay. I mean, they're just there. I could take them or leave them. I'm like, man, I don't hate them, but they're like bland. They're like, um, they're like fucking Kraft macaroni and cheese. Where to me, some of the other bands I listen to is like Mom's. Oh. Homemade macaroni and cheese. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, sure. That's what it is to me. It's like it's 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 okay. It's it's passable. It's it's. I don't hate Nickelback. Yeah, rocks. You you tap your feet. You dance a little bit, dude. That that reminds me of. 80s I mean, I don't even. Glam. I don't even do any of that. I mean, they they really don't do anything for me. I got to be honest with you. But at the same time, if other people like it, I don't care. And here's the other. Well, that's thing, the though. point I was trying to make. Here, because you know, people talk whole... so much shit and they just shit all over and not just Nickelback. And I, I know as soon as you say Nickelback, man, everybody wants to zone in on that. Even though I dropped Creed and Godsmack and fucking you know, Five now, Finger. See, to and me, Godsmack was like, okay, these are Alice in Chains wannabes. <laughs> I've never been big on them. Oh, I've um, seen Creed, them five times. Creed, fucking amazing. Creed or um, they're, again, palpable. They're, they're, um, I mean, even the guy seems like Eddie Vedder, and I'm not that big of a Pearl Jam fan, so there you go. Okay, for me, I'm just like, eh, you know, whatever. But <laughs> hey, Scott they Stapp's sold a, way better than Eddie Vedder. I'm just saying, he's got that fucking yarl, dude. He has it's, that. It, it's, it's that baritone. You know, but oh, oh, you know, I, I don't know. I, look, here's my thing. What, and it's really weird that you were mentioning about that. Like, it's like, and it was, it was weird how it happened because I'm with Edwin. From the Rock All Over You podcast, Edwin Canastracci, um, where it's like, he said there was a period there, though, where you could listen to, oh, I don't know, let's throw Skid Row, for instance, and and and, and, and listen to Alice in Chains, and listen mm. to Slayer, and, and Ozzy, and, and nobody cared. And then all of a sudden, man, it was like, all of a sudden, there was this line. This fucking line. Now, I know some of the grunge bands, they liked metal, but they liked Sabbath and Zeppelin and Kiss and some of the stuff they grew up on. They liked, like, the thrash metal stuff. They weren't real big on some of what glam metal eventually evolved into. Sure. They, and they that's didn't really, fair. They didn't really like that, you know? They, I, don't, they, I don't hate people for hating the second and third generation of glam. I can't hate them for it. I love it. But I can't hate those people for saying, oh, that sucks. It doesn't suck because they were fucking amazing. But I, I get that you don't dig it kind of well, thing. Look, you know man, what I it's, mean? It's, it's one of those things where I think I think Ricky Rackman had a valid point. Oh, well, everybody wants to blame Nirvana and all these bands. No, dude. I think it was just one. I think even let's say grunge never comes into the picture. Let's just hypothetically Bush, you know. Oh, my God. That that would be the greatest thing ever. <laughs> But I think it would have died out anyway. It it, it it ran its fucking course, dude. I mean, they had just gotten so over the fucking top. So look at Guns N' Roses. It's a perfect example of a band that got so excessive, so bloated, so over the top. It just got to be too much, man. Like, it just, it's like, wow. So like, here, 
here's here's my question for you. I think it would have. I think the balloon would have popped eventually. You know if what? Had, and and I think you may be right. Um, let's say grunge never existed. Is it because? Oh God, I wish I could remember what I was just thinking right now because I had such had that a great thought. You had that whole alternative thing going with bands like Jane's Addiction. Jane's Addiction, they great blew the band. fuck up. Red Hot Chili Peppers blew up, which they were kind of more. They were funk. Funk Actually, rock. Actually, kind of started out. They started out funk metal and then eventually evolved into funk rock. But yeah. but what I'm trying to say is, I think that it's just one of those things where I think people had just. I mean, you gotta understand, Bush. I fucking tapped out a long time ago, man. Once they started. Because to me, it was more about the image and not the music. And that's where I kind of tune out. I'm like, look, man, I didn't care about the image. Whatever, cool, you know. But to me, it was the mute. But it, when they, when the when the sound just kept getting softer and softer, and to the point to where, to me, it wasn't even metal anymore. That's why I, and I, and thank God that thrash metal came along when it did for me. Because I'm going, I yeah, don't but know. That was the mid-80s. I'm thinking those late 80s, early 90s, let's say Nirvana doesn't hit. You have the record companies that are cherry-picking these bands, and all they had to do was have the look. Oh, I know. You know, it didn't matter about what? the songs. How they, many they could... great bands may have been overlooked? Oh, a lot. Because Dude. maybe they didn't have, you know, maybe they were like docking, because let's, let's, let's be real. Docking, what a great sound. But oh my God, when they tried to do glam thing, what a horrible fucking look. They they just could not do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is it possible that it was the record company that killed fucking metal to bring well, to in this extent, Seattle sound? To a certain extent, dude. They Again, but that's what entertainment does, Bushy. They do it with everything. They'll, if one's good, then a, then, a, then a billion's better. And they right, right. that tit. And they fucking milk that tit till it completely dries out. And then they move on to the next thing. And what happens, and the same thing happened with the grunge. You had bands that start out, and then guess what? You get bands like, okay, you have Alice in Chains. Eventually, you get Days of the New, which is like Alice in Chains light. You see yeah. what I'm trying to say? Where it's more palpable. It's more, you know. And it's, it happened with that. It happens with all everything eventually gets watered down okay it just it's just the way it is you know yeah, um, yeah. it just seems to be anyway and um yeah only the stones can go for 50 years but um bob nalbandian's <laughs> excellent um documentary series uh inside metal is really cool i don't know if you have amazon prime but if you do i highly recommend I it they're almost all on there and what they do dude is he goes from the very beginning of the glam metal scene like when it the west coast sunset strip Scene. And 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 Stephen Pearcey just flat out comes out with it. He goes, "You had a lot of bands that should have been, and a lot of bands that shouldn't have been. They made it anyway." And he was talking about a band like Warrior. Warrior is a band that Ralph has mentioned more than once, dude. They're fucking badass, but they were huge on the Sunset Strip, but just never made it to the big time. Right. Meanwhile, you got Not other bands enough. like, or whatever. Yeah. And then and meanwhile, you have other bands that made it huge that you're like. I mean, Steven didn't quite come out and say who he was talking about. I had a pretty good idea what bands he was talking about. But he, he kind of was just like, yeah, there were some bands that shouldn't have made it, but did. Um, you know, I mean, it, it just it is what it is, though, dude. And I think that, that yeah, once it became, what, once these record companies figure out they can cookie cutter a music movement. Yeah. 
then that's when it kind of dies eventually. Sure. And it, sure. And, and it happens to all of them. It happens to all of them. You know, maybe not die, but at least go into remission. Yeah. I mean, grunge and alternative got so big, it even forced the thrash metal guys to go into remission. There were some bands that just flat out broke up and quit. There were other bands that were still doing it, but just were going through the lean years. And, 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 and it is what it is, where it really just fucking destroyed any of the glam metal and hair metal bands, you know? It, it totally did, and it, and it sucks, because I, you know, like I said... For you, it did. You know, several yeah. times. In Watertown, New York, it was like, Top 40 Radio was the main station we had, especially through my formative years throughout high school. Um, I, I, we did end up getting a rock station later on. Um, so, yeah, I dig Three Doors Down. I dig fucking Creed. I, I, you know, I dig these bands because at least it was rock and roll on the radio again. Because in the 90s, I straight switched to country because I hated the grunge thing so much. But... I think you're right when you're saying metal's kind of making a resurgence. And if not metal, maybe hard rock. Maybe hard rock. I think both. I think both because look, look what we had. We had that Metal Lords movie with Netflix, which was a big hit. Right. I do think that, yes, I think, look, everything's cyclical and what's old is new again. And to me, I've never felt like, even now, I mean, when people tell me, oh, hard rock or metal, rock's dead, metal, well, Fuck could have fooled me, man. I'm a co-owner of a radio station. Guess what? We get music submitted to us all the time. It might not be in the mainstream. It might not be in the forefront, but it's still there. And I and and again, like I said, I think things and it's quality stuff. That's the thing is people don't realize all the quality music we get. Great, great new metal bands out there of all kinds of styles. So yeah, let me let me say this real quick because fuck you, we and Wadley used to bitch at Scott Green about yeah. There's a reason they didn't get signed. Yeah, it's called the fucking year. So, you know, for me, I, I just kind of feel like, you know, it's, again, yeah, I don't know why people are, why anybody would bitch about that. And, and, and I'm glad Lars Ulrich called him out on it and said, hey, guys, you're not looking at the, you know, like Metallica has always been that way. Hey, you want to jump on the Metallica train? Come on aboard, man. Oh, yeah. And I've always said, like, there's been times where my fellow DJ at that metal station and a fellow podcaster, Mark Alden Taylor, said, well, I didn't get into this band until later. And I tell him this every time. I tell everybody this. I don't give a fuck when you got to the party. As long as you're here now. That's yeah. all that fucking matters, man. It doesn't matter whether... Because guess what? Even me, I discover, quote-unquote, new bands who've been around for fucking ever all the time. Oh, yeah, dude. I, I'm constantly finding bands that have been around for 10 years. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> and one of my favorite memes is the sad metalhead on the park bench. He's got a Stormtroopers of Death shirt on. He looks all sad and says, discovers amazing new band. Found out they broke up over a decade ago. I'm like, yes. Exactly. That is so true, <laughs> man. Because now with the internet, you do find a lot of things that it's new to you. It might not be new, but it's new to you. And there are a lot of great uh new wave of traditional hard rock and metal bands out there uh thrash metal stoner metal man i i'm really digging the stoner metal doom metal especially the ones with the female vocalists and shit it's fucking great man there's a lot of great music out there folks oh, yeah. Bandcamp. i can't stress that enough 
Bandcamp. And there's no excuse. If you're listening to this podcast, that means you got internet access. That means you got internet access. You ain't got any fucking excuses of not discovering new bands. When all you got to do is go on YouTube or Google and literally type in new metal bands or new metal or thrash metal. Guess what? Shit's going to come up that you haven't heard before. Oh, okay? yeah. And a lot of them, and not all of them are new bands. Some of them are the old guard, like Death Angel and Exodus and Testament and Overkill, that are still putting out quality stuff as good as any of their classic stuff, man. Yeah, and so they're 60s. And I urge you, <laughs> go out there, check it out. It's there. Yeah, it's available. just search, search YouTube. If you don't want to spend money on fucking Bandcamp, search YouTube. I remember YouTube. back in the day, fucking Bushy here, man, lived in a fucking Watertown, New York, man. I'm fucking, I'm living in rural fucking St. Louis, East, Metro East area. I'm lucky if I get to go to a mom and pop store at, at, at St. Louis. You had to look for that shit. Now it's so goddamn easy. Oh, now, so accessible. So many people go, well, I didn't know Death Angel was still doing it. What the fuck? Yeah, pay attention. Still doing it. Still doing it at a high level. The shit they're putting out is, is in my opinion, as good as any of their classic stuff. That's right. I said it. As good as Ultraviolence, Ultraviolence is fucking classic. That is awesome. Fucking go check it out. That is awesome. Man, Metal Mike, I love you. I'll tell you what. The the reason we're here, um, I got a hold of you about a week ago, and and, and I had this great idea. Uh, I'm like, man, summer, man, we're in the dog days now. We're in August. And I was like, you remember back in the day... When you would take that road trip and you would put together a mixtape. Because you get 90 minutes on a fucking tape as opposed to buying a fucking, you know, a cassette or a CD later on, you know, when you're traveling. I said, let's make a mixtape. Now, when, when I presented this idea to you, I said, summer cruising road trip. I, I can't wait to see what you thought. When I said summer cruising road trip, I don't care if it's driving six, eight hours to the fucking beach or six, eight hours to go see a show, which I will never do. I'm not driving that far. I drive five hours to Rock and Pod. Okay, that's that's the best you're getting out of me. <laughs> I went to Lexington, Kentucky to see King Diamond and Uncle S and the Deadbeats, and I don't regret it at all. It was oh. amazing. How long a drive is that? For me, about five and a half hours, maybe. Okay. Fair, fair. I think the. But furthest, I didn't say the night. The furthest oh, I've man. driven to see a show is uh, six hours, to see uh, Thrasher die in Queens, New York. So I get it, I get it. But I thought, wouldn't it be fun? What is your mixtape summer cruising road trip album? So, um, Metal Mike was all about it. We had to figure out if I was going to have internet service <laughs> such because of the... Well, movie. and I didn't know what day I had off because they had put out the new... I mean, I thought maybe it'd be Tuesday, but I wasn't sure. So, it was like, fuck, I don't know. I don't want to totally commit to this because I don't know what's going to happen, man, you know? So, yeah. Well, yeah. The, well the best part um, was I was like, let me know when you're available. Uh, so, so, we came up with it. Um, now... We each picked 10 tracks, so we each get five songs per side. So, you know, 10 songs each side, about a 90-minute fucking tape, right? I would say so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, The other thing I threw in there, but I like this idea so much, dude, that I was like, 
I was like, man, you know, I think it would be cool if we like did future mixtapes. Like, let's do a mixtape on our favorite bands, like you know, whoever that could be, you know, a Black Sabbath mixtape, or or even different genres or subgenres. Like, we could do our our favorite. Uh, we could do our favorite glam metal mixtape, like just a mixtape of different glam metal bands or thrash metal bands or or even different bands, like a Motley Crue mixtape or a oh, yeah. Rat or Twisted Sister or, or fucking yeah. whoever, you know. Insert band here. Whoever. Yeah, I think it would be a lot of fun, man. It was all, you know, and, and, and a little bit easier than going, okay, well, what's my all-time top? Them top 10 albums, I'm like, oh, God, that's hard. But at, at a mixtape? I can do a mixtape in a minute because it's going to be whatever mood I'm in at that time. Exactly. And I, I, dude, I still burn CDs, you know, Yeah. you know, so, so, so I'm all about it. I, I, I thought this would be a lot of fun, especially to bring us back in. That's why we didn't do a news thing so much because we've been gone for so long and frankly, that's right. my fault, oh, but, it is but, it, but it's my fault for a good reason, you know, because Bushy's right. finally fucking landed on his feet. Ugh, excuse me. Congratulations, by the way, dude. I couldn't be happier for you. Uh, well, we're still digging out. We'll see what happens. Um, uh, just as a quick... You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll save the programming note for later. Uh, let's dive into our mixtapes because I cannot wait to see what you came up with. Okay. Um, my... my dude, come on, you guys know Bushy. Bushy likes a lot of weird shit. And I had to, <laughs> I had to pick 10 songs... And it was funny because as I'm writing these songs down, I'm like, ooh, I know how I want to open this. But another song jumped in. I'm like, oh, okay, so maybe that would be a great side two opener. You know, even though I know that our mixtapes will blend, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, ooh, I know how I want to open this. I know how I want to close this. I can't wait to see what you came up with. Um, yeah. If you were to make a 10-song mixtape, not knowing what the fuck I'm doing, how are you opening side A, track one? Okay, well, for whatever reason, man, when you presented this with me, I didn't really make a list until this morning when I got off work. And I'm no, like, okay, so let's imagine. when I got home from work. Um, so I'm like, okay, well... What kind of mood am I in? What would I want to listen to if I was going to go? And and for whatever reason, I was kind of very much in an old school mood. Not just being old school metal. Old school. Nice. Everything. Loving it. And I just recently saw the Elvis movie. And I love Elvis Presley. I'm not a hardcore <laughs> fan. Like, I don't know every song. I don't know every album. I don't know every minute detail of the King's life. But this is my all-time favorite Elvis song, and it's just one that I love driving to, and that is such a night. I fucking love that song. It's got that dun, and I can just see myself driving to it. I'm like, yeah. So that's my number <laughs> yes. one, man. That is awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> I love the. Yeah, see, I'm already. It's running in my head right now. I'm like, yeah, I love that song, dude. I love that I, you picked the king. The king does show up on my mixtape. Nice, nice. But he does it open to a mixtape. Now, on this one, it's a little weird. I'm not going to lie. It's almost college radio. Although it was a big hit in the, uh, I, I want to say the late 90s. But uh, for me, this is a song about people that are 
leaving. They're going. And the opening lyrics are, they made up their mind and they started packing and left before the sun came out that day. Fastball, the way. It's not a metal song, but man, it's such a good tune. Where were they going without ever knowing the way? <laughs> it's got some surf guitar going on in there. Oh, man. I remember that yes. song. Yeah, that's not a bad little it's bitty. It's a great fucking tune, man. Yeah, first I'm going, wait a minute, what are you talking about? But when you started singing, I'm like, oh, I remember that song. I remember that. I remember that. That was played on the radio a lot. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Made, made it big on college radio, then made it to FM radio. Remember, I'm an FM radio guy. Uh, right. For me, uh, my second track, I had to go very old school, kind of like you just did. Um, I don't think in the summertime you can get a better band than this. This is the. I don't care if you just go into the grocery store. Credence Clearwater Revival. Ooh, nice. Oh, nice. Man. I love me some CCR. They are not on my list, though. Oh, and, and I had to go the obvious route on this one because if you go to go CCR, you got to go Fortunate Son, dude. <laughs> Great song, man. I, you know, CCR is one of those bands. I don't know if they have a bad song. I don't think they do. I mean, go through their fucking. You go and you buy any compilation album by them, it's going to be just amazing song after amazing song. And I understand with most time compilations, it's their their hits, but I even heard some of their deeper tracks. CCR were a phenomenal band, and God, John Caver uh, John um, Fogarty, John Fogarty, man, and, and what a great songwriter, right? I mean, oh, fuck, real. Yeah, he he's amazing. So good choice, man. You know what's funny is when we went to New Orleans and we went on the. Um, Oh, yeah. did they play Born on the Bayou? They played a few CCR songs, <laughs> not just Born on the Bayou, man. They played uh, played some Fats Domino, played like a ton of CCR. It was nice. great, man. Which I, 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 will, I, I will tell you guys out there that uh, we have two episodes. They're going to be bonus mm -hmm. episodes from when uh, Metal Mike and Bildo Ferildo, Bill Rosenberry, uh, took a trip to New Orleans and Memphis. And I, I don't remember the rest of the people that were with you. but It was uh, Brandon, his nephew, and my friend uh, Rob or Booby. Okay. And then yeah, there was a yeah. few people that met up with us. Like some people, uh, uh, Brandon's friends, um, met, met up with us in New Orleans. And then Brandon, uh, kind of like family, met right. up with us in, in Memphis. Yeah, they're going to be coming out as uh, bonus episodes um, because they're so long that I can't put music in them. I've just got to do intros right. and outros. And uh, the, the second one, I'll apologize ahead of time because I was fucked up. I don't <laughs> even remember ending the episode. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was like, yikes, man. We got to end this. Like, it was like, and it, was, it just seemed like all of a sudden you were there and then you were fucking gone. And I'm like, oh, Yeah, oh you, you know how it is. All of a sudden, just the alcohol hits you. Yep. And, and then I'm done. And you were like, yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck did he just say, Bill? <laughs> but um, it was so, the second, episode, yeah. so the second track of my uh, mixtape was CCR Fortunate Son. What's yours? Well, one of the things, and it wasn't something by design. It just kind of happened that way. Is I start off very old school, and then things just kind of get heavier as they go along. 
Sure. Um, so my second one is another one of my favorite early rock and roll artists, and that would be the amazing Chuck Berry with You Never Can Tell. Love that Ooh. song. I've always loved that song. And uh, when I went to see Pulp Fiction, I'm like, yes, that's the Chuck Berry song, even though there's a, gr- a ton of great Chuck Berry tunes, man. I fucking, again, I could just see me, you know, cruising, you know. You can see, <laughs> you know, like, you know, I just love that song, man. That's such a good fucking tune. <laughs> that's such they love the old folks. And those Go show you never can tell. Can tell. That is great Great stuff. Great stuff, man. So that's my number two. Yeah, give me your three. My number three. You're probably going to be like, ugh, but whatever. Norwegian Wood by the Beatles from one of my favorite albums of theirs, Rubber Soul. I fucking damn. It's got that sitar in it and shit, which George Harrison added to. I just, I've always loved that song, man. I, the way the way John sings it, the whole down, 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 boom, 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 and maybe I was in a sitar mood. I don't know, but I love this fucking song, man. It's just That's one awesome. of those, you know. You know, I once had a girl. What should I say? She once had me. Yeah, and that was right when they were starting to experiment with drugs, but they're still kind of poppy too, you know. Sure, sure. So I like Rubber Soul a lot. It's one of my favorite records. I I, I, I gotta I, I I have to make it a mission. I didn't want to bring this up, but fuck, you brought up the Beatles, and I should have known you'd have the Beatles on your goddamn mixtape. So I three weeks I had no internet, so I had to just watch whatever I had. Well, quite a while ago, Ken Mills, the beloved pod father, had sent me three movies. Uh, Alice Cooper's Nightmare, which is basically the hour-long special, Welcome to My Nightmare. Oh, man, I haven't seen that since I was a kid. Oh, dude. I got it. I got it on my laptop, so I was able to watch it. Um, he sent me my all-time favorite horror film, Trick or Treat, with Ozzy and uh, Gene Simmons. And he sent me, I'm so embarrassed to say this, he sent me the Beatles' help. And I gotta say, You liked it, didn't you? In those three weeks, I watched help (laughs) at least 15 fucking times. It's a great movie, dude. I have never laughed so hard in my life, and let me tell you why. Let me defend this real quick. Besides loving all the fucking music in it, because that's kind of my era of the Beatles, before they got into the drugs, I'm a big fan of the Three Stooges. Mm-hmm. Ringo, I mean, none of them could act. None of them could act. But Ringo's naturally funny. But Ringo was fucking hilarious. Yes, yes. <laughs> Help is like one of my all-time favorite movies now. <laughs> it's a great movie, man. Because I've watched I, I like, it so uh... many times. What's the one before that? Hard Day's Night. That's a good one, too. And, and and what's funny about it is, especially Ringo, I remember my, I think I was watching a documentary on the Beatles one time with my mom, because she liked the Beatles. And she got the biggest kick, because like, this is like when they first come to America, and one of them said, um, how do you guys feel about everybody saying that you're four little Elvises? And Ringo said, it's not true, it's not true. And he starts fucking shaking his pelvis and moving like Elvis. It was fucking hilarious. He's always been a very funny guy. Dude, I... I... And and I also think Ringo, and this goes out to my fucking co-host, and 
one of my best friends. He's always really down on Ringo, and I'm like, I got news for you. Um, they've always said that when it came to playing, like even recording, Ringo got all his shit done in one take. Ringo is a great fucking drummer. I don't care what anybody says, man. You know, like people want to, like for whatever reason, Bill will fucking kind of downplay Ringo, and I'm like, dude, Ringo's fucking awesome. Like, I don't know, did he like anally rape your mom while pouring sugar in your gas tank? Or like, what the fuck? What? Why this hate for Ringo, man? Oh, you know, I don't get it. I never have because I think he's a great drummer. And another thing about Ringo, the minute you hear him, you know who it is, and I'll tell you why. There's a there's a Tom Petty song. I think it was off the Wildflowers album. There's one of them. It's, the song's called Asshole. And when you hear him, he's playing. And all of a sudden, it's just guitar and Tom singing. And all of a sudden, you hear the drums kick in. And my brother said, all right, man, I'm going to play the song. You tell me who this drummer is. And the minute I heard him, I'm like, that's fucking Ringo Starr. I was right. Yeah, yeah. Ringo has, I don't know, it's like a, a, a certain snap or a snare or yeah. whatever sound it is. The minute you hear it, it's distinctive. You know who it is. Kind of like Charlie Watts from the Rolling Stones. The minute you hear Charlie, yeah, I can go, oh, that's Charlie Watts, man. You know? Um, I, I got to say, watching that film, I man, I giggled so hard because he can't act, but he's so <laughs> dry. And when you look at his facial features and you take the hair, now if you were to... Give him a hairline like mine, or mm. frankly yours, <laughs> and put him in the uh, 1930s with his dry delivery. That motherfucker is Larry Fine. You know, when he reaches into that machine to grab a sandwich and somebody's trying to rip his hand off to get that ring, <laughs> and he's just like, well, I don't know, somebody's got my hand. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Larry Fine from the Three Stooges. Right. I, I right. thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I actually well, love that you picked the Beatles. That, that's one, great. One of the things that's cool about the Beatles, too, is as much as they were, you know, everybody always talks about um, how great of uh, musicians or songwriters they are. More, more songwriters. I don't think they get enough credit for the musicianship. There's an excellent documentary with Rick Rubin and, and Paul McCartney. Um, yeah, well, it's about, and it's all about overrated, but okay. It's all about Paul's um, uh, bass playing, and they isolate the tracks, and like you'll hear some of these isolated tracks where Paul's just kind of making up his own shit along with the song. Yeah, and and uh, like they do the I while my guitar gently weeps, and it's, it's fucking Paul's just isolated bass tracks, and and that's why Rick Rubin did this. He wanted to show people, hey, you know, everybody talks about how great a songwriters they are. They don't talk about the musicianship. And Paul, I mean, not only can he, play, I mean, he can play guitar, he can play bass, he can play piano, yeah, he can play drums. Yeah. He's multi. He's a multi instrumentalist. Like yeah. Paul is incredibly talented. Yeah, definitely, you know? definitely musicians. But the other thing about him is they loved comedy. They loved comedy they loved the three stooges yeah, i was gonna they say they love slapstick man they love vaudeville they you could loved tell. It. john all of them loved that shit and they grew up on it and when they did these movies they wanted to do that style of comedy and it totally showed yeah because because it's like and rico was just a natural at it well you know it's funny because i was i was showing nevaeh this the, this film after i'd seen it like six or eight times and i'm like sweetheart you love the stooges because she's been raised on them Right. I said the British humor in points, you know, in in parts, maybe you won't get, 
because British uh, British humor is obviously very different from American humor. Oh, very much so. But I love it. No, I she it. got it. She got it. She thoroughly enjoyed it. I, mean, I love Monty Python. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. No, that's great. Fucking love the Beatles pick. Uh, my three, I got a little heavier. Okay. Um, but not heavy. But man, you you talk about a you're cruising, you're having a good time, and you're. You're going somewhere. It's a road trip. Vince Neal, you're invited, but your friend can't come. <laughs> I could totally see you driving down the road with that song playing. I could totally see that. Vince hanging see it out the window. <laughs> Where right. Your skullet blowing in the air. Oh, God. I'm, finally growing up. I'm going for it. I'm going for it. <laughs> oh, dude, I might have to fucking set apart from you at the Rock and Pod, dude. That's you, fucking you'll skullet. Be, really, you'll, dude? You will be right next to me. <laughs> oh, good lord. All right, anyway. I'll start talking in a German so accent. So you going to change you, your name to DJ Skullet? No, <laughs> I'll, I'll be Klaus Mein. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I love Klaus Mein. I love you some Klaus Mein. Uh, now, so now anyway. my, my number four, because uh, I think it's my turn, Yeah, uh, is, is it instrumental? And I'm still sticking with the kind of the the heavier thing. Although it's not heavy. But man, Joe Satriani. Fucking summer song. Come on. Do 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 Oh, what what a great tune. Uh I, I prefer the uh, G three version. Uh from the original G three album with uh, Eric Johnson on there and Steve I. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of the studio version at all, but man, that that G3 Live version of Summer Song is one of my favorite tunes of all time. It gets me pumped. It gets me in the mood. I want to go to the beach. I want to look at fucking hot asses in little fucking string bikinis. Right I'm on. all about it, man. It's Joe Satriani, Summer Song. Right on. All right. What's the fourth one on your side? The fourth yeah. also has a sitar in it, so that's one clue. What the? It. What? Are we Indian yeah. now? No, but I, this is my all-time favorite song by them, even though there's another era of the band I like more. Paint It Black by the fucking Rolling oh. Stones. I love this song, Dollar. and it's a great driving song, man. You know, it's like fucking... You know, Oh my god, the Stones didn't even make my fucking list. Can you believe that? You're just like, I have a red door and I want to paint it black. Yeah, what a great tune. What a great tune. And it's great to drive through, man. It's like one of my favorites. So I'm like, yes, if I'm going on a road trip, Gotta throw in the stones, man. Got that to. It's is... like, it's like fucking required. Uh, yes. There was one thing about my list, and I'll talk about it at the end of it that surprised me that wasn't included on. But um, well, I'm surprised the stones didn't make my list of fucking all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm just like I fucking adore this song, and I was like, well, if I'm gonna go Norwegian wood, I gotta go Stones with Painted Black. It's like oh, you know, God. fuck yeah, man. So that's my number four, my friend. That is great. So we, we, we finish up the side. Mm -hmm. what, what's your track five? All right. Now, this is my all-time 
favorite song by this band. Not a heavy band at all, but I love them. Um, grew up on them. My father was a my mom and dad were big fans of theirs. And also, I've always loved this song. But after seeing a certain lovely young lady seeing it in Nashville, Tennessee with oh, my buddies. Eagles. One of these nights by yes. the Eagles, man. By, and sung so beautifully by the beautiful, um, you know, Dakota. Oh. Um, I just absolutely <laughs> love the song. I always have. It's just that fucking bass line. And, and also, to be honest with you, it's just one of those songs lyrically I've always kind of identified with because I'm, I'm – I've, I've not been the luckiest guy in love. I got to be honest with you. So uh, that one, that one line where he's like, "I've been searching for the daughter of the devil himself. I've been looking for an angel in white. I've been waiting for a woman who's a little of both, and I can feel it when she's nowhere in sight." And I'm like, "Yes!" Like, yeah. God damn it! But that whole song, even the whole, you know, just all of it, just the whole song, and then the way fucking Don Hanley just fucking pinches his nuts at the end when he's. You know, the very, I just oh, love yeah. that fucking song, man. I remember song. one time I was at a bar with my buddies, and and I and the song came on, and I grabbed my pool cue, and I just started singing. And these girlfriends of mine, they were just friends, but they were these hot chicks, and they're all dancing around me and shit, and everybody's just dying because I'm singing it word for word, Hell you yeah. know, lip sync, and they're all dancing around me, and I'm like, yeah, man. I mean, it it is one of my songs that I identify with because one of these nights I hope I find her. I'm kind of losing hope, honestly, but. But, yeah, it's just a song that's always spoke to me. And it's just a great song, man. The fucking guitar solo. It's just a great fucking number, man. And it's just one of them, like, yeah, you know. It's like. Oh, yeah. And I got to say, that that band and and, and Dakota, they killed it that night. They they sure did, man. And I like her short shorts. I sure did. I think we all did. (laughs) I can point to her. That's my favorite Eagles song. She just smiled. (laughs) She was such a cute. Oh man! I think we were all in love with her that night, man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That, but man. man, there was just so much dunk down there. Oh, I cannot yeah. wait to go back. Honky tonk. Like I said, man, that's kind of ultimately that's my long-term goal is to move down there. Hopefully, one day. I would like to get to Nashville myself. Yeah, I, really I think would. we need to make it happen, my friend. Now I gotta anyway. say, my my closer for this side is not that way at all. In fact, I'm, I'm as far away from any of that as it could possibly be. And it's a great tune. It's a great tune. But after Satriani, Summer Song, man, you still got to have a good time. And sometimes you need some bass. And sometimes you need some surf guitar. Sometimes you need some doo-wop. And sometimes you need some rap. And to close out the first side of my mixtape, the Fat Boys featuring the Beach Boys wipe out. Oh my God, I had forgotten about that song. Wow, dude, that's like fucking deep in the fuck. Like you just pulled some. It's cause see, I think that'd be a lot of fun for us to do in the future since you love the. We got to do an '80s mixtape. I'm telling you. We have to do it. So not only can we do bands and artists and genre, we could do decades. I think it'd be a lot of fun, man. Oh, so anyway, yeah. yeah, that's wow, Bill, bro. That I mean, wow. Wow, Bush. That is like. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, yeah, that's, wah, wah. I've forgotten about that. 
and I am not hurt, man. Oh, I, I love that, that song. That's such a summer tune, dude. Remember, I said summer cruise road trip. That's, right. That's man. That's my shit. That's my shit. Right I love on. that song, and I love the Fat Boys anyway. Right. But that song, oh, so much fun. So great. Great video. You got the Beach Boys there. You got the Fat Boys sinking into the sand because, well, of course they're fat. You know. Yeah, I, I remember that. I remember that video, man. God, I haven't heard that song in forever, but I remember it. Yeah, that's funny. That's a good one, man. I gotta admit, that's that's very um like wow. Just talk about grabbing something obscure and just I'm like wow, dude, because I had I'd forgotten about that song, Bush. To be quite honest with you, man, I had kind of forgotten about it. Oh, that's so sad. Well, I'm, dude, you know, I mean, I like rap, but I'm not, like, an enthusiast. I like, there's certain artists and there's certain songs I like, you, you know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. But I'm not real, but I mean, I respect it, especially the old school stuff, but I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a rap um, aficionado, let's yeah, just Yeah, 80s that. and 90s rap, I, I, I like a lot of it. Uh, you got to remember, I grew up in a military family. I grew up overseas, so I heard a lot. I understand. Of, heard, I heard a lot it, of shit. It, so it's huge, and I had friends that were into it. You oh, know, yeah. so it's not like I'm not totally unfamiliar with it. That's just one of them ones I just kind of forgot about, man. You know, I just I thought, heard that song fucking ever, dude. I just thought it was a fun way to end the end the <clears> side. <throat> you know, what a fun right, way, right, you know. Right, right. And then right, we flip okay. this tape over. We got to eject, flip it over because we're not rich enough to have the kind of just flips back <laughs> oh wow you're going old school okay real old school so we put the second side in and i open up with side two track one a little tom petty running down a dream Ooh, that's a good one i don't have time on my lip but that especially that because there's been many a time i've drove down the road Running down a dream. Fuck yeah. Dude, that open rip. <laughs> oh, I, I love Tom Petty. I love me some Tom Petty, man. God, he wrote so many great songs, man. And it's so sad that he's gone. It, it just it's, it's a travesty. It's an absolute, it really absolute travesty. But this is a song that even my dad liked. You know, he was... My mother loved Tom Petty. Yeah, my, my, my dad, he was... You know, it, it, at this time, a full moon fever come out. My dad was kind of be a, uh, you know, kind of be a dick to me about me liking hard rock and heavy metal. He always listened to it to piss me off, even though, like I said before, he gave me my first rock and roll albums. True fault, Dad. Yeah, but man, Tom Petty running down a dream. He's like, man, this rocks, <laughs> and he's absolutely right. That's a great, great summer driving tune. What do you got for your number one? Side my two. My mom was a huge Petty fan. Loved him, and. Ironically, he died a few months after her. Oof. And I'm not somebody that's really a spiritual person, but I couldn't help but think to myself, well, Mom, hopefully there's an afterlife and you're out there rocking out to Tom. Oh, right yeah, now. he's you got know? a show going on. Yeah, I get that. I hope so. I get that. So anyway, my opening track, Two Side Two, is It's a Long Way to the Top If You Want to Rock and Roll by AC fucking DC. One of my all-time favorite songs there. Oh, boy. I, can't, I, I I'm embarrassed to say ACDC's not even on my mixtape, but oh my god, they should be. I think this is not only a great song, but I also think it's one of Bon Scott's greatest lyrical songs. Like I just love the lyrics 
the way because he just telling you how it, it, even it's in, fact, in some ways it's probably even worse now than it was then. But the whole the struggles of trying to make it and touring and getting fucked over and, and one obstacle after another. And, oh, you could tell and, it's uh, very getting old, getting gray. You know, just fucking. And, and I don't know if you ever seen it, man. I think I well when we did our ACDC, I posted it where Phil recites those lyrics from Pete yeah. Tara and it's yeah, all, yeah. and he even looks right at the camera and goes, "It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll." Yeah, and yeah. it's just so because, bad because James West like had messaged me when you posted it as like, "Are you guys doing a Phil Anselmo? You doing a Pantera thing?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Oh, he loves him some <laughs> Pantera, man. That's like his like. And don't get me wrong, Pantera's definitely one. I mean, when it came to come to the '90s, as far as I'm concerned, they are the greatest metal band of the '90s. It's not even a fucking debate. Sorry, I don't give a fuck what anybody says, man. They they were the shit. I was there. I saw them. They were one of the best live bands I've ever seen. Like the only thing I could maybe compare it to, and I wasn't even there for. I was there to be a fan, but I never got to see them live. But I've heard people who did Van Halen. Right. They were, you know, I mean. Phil was like, I mean, it, it, you can make that comparison to him. I also feel they're the Black Sabbath of their decade, too. But Pantera rule. But that's that's neither here nor there. They're not on this list, though. Yeah, so even yeah mine either. Because, as I said, I went old school, you know. No, that's I'm, great. Long way to the top. Uh, you know how I feel about that album. <laughs> so, you oh, it's it. your favorite ACDC album. Yeah, which you, I have to say, man, I'm thinking maybe now. Again, though, it's one of those things where I remember Ralph and Ian saying all the time, hey, our rankings could change. Things sure. change. I've been listening to High Voltage a lot oh, lately. Dude. I'm going, you know, I probably should have had that ranked higher than I did. <laughs> oh, she's right. Yeah, there's not great. a bad track on that fucking Oh, record. not at all. And I definitely think it's one of the greatest debut albums of all time. Like, yeah. I don't. When people talk about the great debut albums, they'll talk. They'll mention Kill 'Em All. They'll mention Appetite for Destruction. Boston. They'll mention Blizzard of Oz. You know, but nobody ever talks about High Voltage. And that's an incredible record, man. Fuck yeah. The international version, folks. I know you Australian versions or guys have different versions, but I'm just saying the international version is a fucking banger, man, from beginning yeah. to end. So yeah, man, that's that's my that's my opening track. So what would your track two be? Black Diamond by Kiss from Alive. Oh my God, how did Kiss not make my list? I mean, this this to me is this. I gotta admit, like whenever somebody said, "Well, what's your all time?" It would probably be this version of this song, this song, this version, because to me it encapsulates everything that is is just quintessential Kiss. Like if a fucking alien came down and said, "What is this Kiss?" I would hand them this song and go, "Listen to this." This is Kiss. It's the one song that I feel showcases everybody in the band. Yes. They're firing on all cylinders. Yes. Um, it just It's just a masterpiece of a yes. song. To, Paul, you know, people can say what they want about the Star Child. Yeah, you ain't got to throw it no more. Whatever. But he is by, by far, let's be honest, he might be a hand bone. He might be a little bit of a fruit loop. But the motherfucker was the best songwriter in the band. Yes. Period. Period. But what was great about it is everybody, you got Peter's vocals, you got Paul's beginning, you got Peter's vocals, Paul's just killing it on rhythm guitar. Ace is just fucking shines on this album. Peter's drumming, Gene's pounding the bass, you got the fucking explosions at the end. It just, it's fucking, it just, it's an, it's. Kiss is one of those bands that's got a lot of great tracks. They don't always have epic tracks. This track, on this version especially, 
fucking epic, number one. And number two, it's probably one of the more darker, um, as far as lyrics. Like, look, let's be honest. I love Kiss, but a lot of their, I mean, like I've always said, if Sabbath epitomized gloom and doom, Kiss epitomized sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And yeah. Van Halen took that formula as well and just really went with it. And but let's be honest, with Kiss especially, a lot of it's fuck me, suck me songs. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. just is. You know, and it's fine. I'm not knocking them for that. But this is a, a, a more lyrically mature song. It's a very dark, I mean, because it's basically about a black prostitute in New York. I mean, that's what it's about. Yeah. You know? And it's an amazing fucking song, man. I mean, out on the streets for a living. I mean, it's just. Living yeah, it's just, you know, it's just a great, great. Great fucking song, man, from beginning to end, and it's epic. And this version fucking rules. And that's what I'm saying, man. Anybody, oh, what's Kiss? That's Kiss, right there. It is it, in its most purest, diluted form. My all-time you know, people want to. It's my when, when all-time favorite Kiss song. Um. Well, mine too. So there you go. And and when people so when people want to you know bash on what Kiss has become or whatever, yeah, okay, fine. Granted, I'm not saying you're wrong, but to me, I'm with Dr. Fuck. Nothing that they do now or have done will ever taint for me that golden age period from 74 to 78 or 79 when I was a kid. I mean, and it's not just nostalgia. I'm sorry, man. That era and those songs will live for fucking ever. Fuck yeah. And that's my, um, yeah, that's my, that's my closing statement on Kiss, man. But yeah, I'm glad Fuck you approved yeah. Yeah, that's my all-time favorite Kiss song. It's funny, like I said, Kiss did not make my list for my uh, summer cruising. Hey, you were in a certain day. mood, though, weren't you? And here's, here's the thing, dude. You could try to do this thing next week, or some, and, and it might be a completely different list because it's going to depend on what mood you're in. I exactly. Think. Which is funny because this is going to make complete sense to everybody, including you. You know, we just did Tom Petty running down a dream. And then we move into uh, Poison. Nothing but a good time, man. <laughs> well, of course, of course, yeah. What a great party rock anthem. And, and I still identify with these lyrics to this day. People talk shit about Brett Michaels' songwriting ability. No, I get it. Not a dime, can't pay my rent, can barely make it through the week. Saturday night, I'd like to make my girl, but right now I can't make ends meet. I'm always working, slaving every day. Gotta get a break from the same old, same old. I need a chance just to get away. If you could hear me think, this is what I'd say. Dude, I don't, I don't care. I think those lyrics are fucking genius. I love the riff. It's fucking great. Everything about this song is so much fun. When you're cruising along, long road, it's hard not to have a good time when you're listening to that song. <laughs> and then, my track three. This is very cliche. Actually, it'd be your eight track. Or track three, second side. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm not doing CDs here. I'm doing tapes. Remember, we took it out, we flipped it over, put it back in. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever, bro. For all you young guys that don't know what that's about, find it on YouTube. 
Um, this is a little more, I, I want to say it was 90s. But I'm a big fan of these, uh, these guys because they did some very funny shit through the 80s. But then they dropped this track, dude, and it was just, man, it was smooth. It was slick. It was different. It was DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Fucking summertime. <laughs> summer, summer, summertime. <laughs> Talking about cruising down the strip two miles an hour so everybody sees you. <laughs> Dude, it's... It's oh, it's everything about summer fucking fun, man. It's, it's such a great song. I can't help it. I love hard rock and heavy metal, but man, I love so much music. There's no way this track does not make my list. So right in the middle of the second side, little Fresh Prince. <laughs> right on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we know how much Metal Mike likes that. So what's your track three no, on your okay. side, too? I don't have a problem with DJ. I mean, they had some good songs for what they did. They were good for what they did. Sure. And you're right. They, that is that kind of, you know. I mean, dude, I had a buddy of mine named Bill Govero. If you're out there listening, Bill, I love you lives in florida now he had a 57 chevy that his, um, his dad had given to him and they like restored it and everything drop top? he's go first huh was it a drop top it was hard top okay yeah and he uh yeah it wasn't it wasn't a um, convertible that would have been awesome if it was but but you know we um we would drive around in it and go cruising because there's this little strip in wood river um Edwardsville Road, actually, and I live in Edwardsville, and everybody would go cruising up and down on the weekends with their cars and stuff, oh, yeah. you know, listening to their tunes, checking out all the girls and stuff, and, yes. and he would play uh, quite a bit of, um, I mean, we'd play rock and metal, but he'd play rap, too, and, and he, yeah, that song was definitely in there right along with, oh, fuck, Two Live Crew, and, 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 and Ghetto Boys, and uh, you know, of course, uh, NWA and Eazy-E when he went solo and all that stuff, too. So, yeah, I, I have memories of that, you know. So, yeah, I, I get it. I totally get it. Um, awesome. Mine is kind of a curveball. It's heavy. But I know a lot of people are going to think, not the band so much, but the song. They're going to be like, well, why didn't you do this song or that song? Well, for a lot of reasons. One, those songs are a little, I don't want to use the word played out, but I'm like, yeah, you know. Um, but Judas Priest. But I didn't do heading out to the highway or got another thing coming or any of the obvious songs. This is my all-time favorite pre-song for my all-time favorite album. This is Beyond the Realms of Death. It's just an epic track, and I felt that it followed Black Diamond perfectly, man, because it starts off all mellow, and then it just gets heavier and heavier as it goes along. Rob Halford's vocals are just fucking insane. Fuck yeah. And yeah, that's my number three on side two. Dude, that is so good. So good. Yeah, I love that song, man. Uh, I love it when you go a little deep, because I've, I've gone kind of obvious here. You went a little deep. No, you did not, dude. Fucking Fat Boys is not obvious. That was <laughs> For me, anyway. Because, like I said, I, fuck, I almost forgot about that song, bro. That's... You know, like, it's been so long since I've heard it. But I remember the song. I remember the video. I remember laughing at the video. Um, you know, it was funny. 
That's bad boys were always kind of tongue in cheek and humorous. Well, sure, they? sure. They were like Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. That's why this this summertime song hit me so hard right. because it was like, right. ooh, this is not parents just don't understand or girls ain't nothing but trouble or Nightmare on My Street. This is, ooh, I I get it. So that's awesome, Priest. What's the uh, what's the fourth track on your uh, second side? Black Sabbath into the void, the most epic closing track ever, and it's just one of those songs where I have drove with this song more than once, and I'm just fucking rocking it. It's heavy and it's just fucking amazing. It's probably my all-time favorite Ozzy or Ozzy era Sabbath, my favorite Sabbath song with my favorite, probably my favorite, even to this day, Master Reality, because of sentimental reasons. It's I just love this this song. I love this album. And I, I had to put it in my mixtape. Dude, that's... Oof. No, no arguments. What a man. What a good... What a. Uh. Thanks. I had a lot of fun with this, man. And it kind of came surprisingly easy to me. When I was done, though, there was one band that kind of surprised me that I didn't have on here. Because they are definitely a summer band. But I'll get to that in a minute. Well, it's kind of like Bushy not having Kiss in his fucking mixtape. Yeah. You know, I'm shocked that you didn't have, you know, some kind of... I was half expecting crazy, crazy nights or some shit like that. You know? Oh, a lot of fun, but that'd be a party mixtape, not a cruising mixtape. Oh, there you uh, go. Not not a road trip mixtape. So if you were to do a mixtape road trip with Kiss in mind, what song would you pick? Would it be Black Diamond or would it have been something else? Or do you even know right off the top of your head? If I was to do a road trip mixtape with Kiss on it, Oof, man, I don't know. Black Diamond would not make the list, though. Really? It would be something silly, like, uh, all night. You're fucked up, dude. All right, go ahead. Because <laughs> I'm sorry, man, but to me, it was just like songs that, like, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm fucking, I want to rock while I'm driving and just fucking, yeah! Yeah, you know? see, as I, I said, it just got... I kind of want to have fun when I'm driving. I don't want to rock. Well, I do, too. That is fun. Black Diamond is fun. What are you no, talking about, dude? I don't need to be aggressive driving out there. Uh, well, uh, see, I, I think aggressive driving is fun. Yeah! Put the pedal to the metal, man. Uh, I aggressive fun, drive dude. with no music playing. I don't need something to help me out. <laughs> I'm not talking road rage, bro. I'm just talking about, yeah, put the pedal to the metal and rock out, dude. I mean, I'm saying, I'm the guy that people are lucky I don't carry my pistol. I mean, if I'm you're driving. talking about, like, just a leisurely cruise, well, then fuck, man. I'll throw in some Glenn Miller for you, you know? But that's not what I do. I don't drive leisurely, bro. No, I like in I the mood. That's, I like Glenn Miller. I like in the mood. I'm not yeah. knocking it, but I'm just saying, if I'm going to be more, I'll just have the top down and... Fucking listen to some Dean for Martin. The, for the shit. record, I grew up on a lot like of big band music. Like memories are Well, nothing wrong with that. I I'm not knocking it. Because I like my, that. Uh, my papa. Uh, my number I'll four. I'm going to hit a guy that you've hit. It's the first time oh. I think that we're uh, doubling up. I know who it is. It's little uh-huh. Elvis. Yes, sir. Yes. All right. What is it, dude? Fucking suspicious minds. Oh, what a great song! That's Bildo's favorite it, Elvis oh, song, and it's, it's one of mine. It's my favorite, next to uh, no, ahead of "In the Ghetto." In the oh, Ghetto would have been if it was an Elvis thing, they'd have both been in there. But man, "Suspicious Minds," what a great song! What a great song! Uh, it's fun. It's upbeat. It's rocking, but it's not heavy. But you can feel them lyrics. We can't go on together with suspicious minds. 
Oh, love it. Love it. It's great. It's love great, it. man. I love the live performance. I love the fucking uh, studio version. I don't think, and, and I'm sorry, Elvis fans, I don't think he ever did a song better than this one. For me, you take all it's that hard 50s to argue. stuff, it's, it, hard it, it's to a argue, great tune. I think the thing with Elvis sometimes is I know, I mean, he wrote a few of his own songs or co-wrote a few of his own songs, but for the most part, he did use a lot of outside writers. Of course. Um, and, um, but well, the thing that was always cool about Elvis is he would take these songs and he would make them his. And I definitely think in the case of Suspicion, Mo Suspicious Minds, I mean, we all know when he did that song, that was kind of during, I'm, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but that was during the time things weren't really good with him and Priscilla. And I definitely think there were, he put his heart into that song. You know? Yeah. Um, there's another song he did, and I can't remember the name of it, where he's talking about it. And, and if he ain't talking, if he's not thinking of Priscilla when he sings that song, yeah, and I definitely think that, you know, we can't go on forever with suspicious minds, you know, it's like, it's very, you know, yeah, I mean, because I don't think him or Priscilla, they may have been split up, but I don't think either one of them ever stopped loving each other. I don't, I don't think so either, but th there's so much about it, I'm caught in a trap, I can't okay, walk dude. out. because yeah. I love you love too you much, it's too like, much. it's like, it's bad. But, bitch, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> you, ever, you know what's funny? You say that. You ever heard Jack uh, uh, Black Joe Lewis? He yeah. has a song called that. He's a he's a modern blues artist called uh, Black Joe Lewis, and he has a song called "Bitch, I Love You." Uh, no, but this is something I gotta check out. What, what? I will send it to you. What's I've his name? It. Oh, you got it? Yeah, send that shit. To yeah, me. Um, yeah, I've got it, man. Wait, it's, Black uh, Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis was black. He's a boxer. He's a champ. Yeah, uh, but this is a blues artist. Okay, Black Joe Lewis. What's the Hold song? Hold on, man. Uh, bitch, I love you. <laughs> I love that title. <laughs> but yeah, yeah um, fucking Suspicious Minds. It's, it's my all-time favorite Elvis Presley fucking song. Uh, there's no way I could have a summer fucking road trip and not hear at least one Elvis track. And then I close it out with... Um, yeah, Black Joe Lewis. The name of the band is Black Joe Lewis and the Honey Bears. Nice. And I've got their entire discography. I can send them to you if you want. I think you'd really like them, dude. He's yeah. very, very good. Dude, and like I that, I mean, blues. come on, dude. Bitch, I love you. It's fucking hilarious. He's like, bitch. And he says it with such feeling. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so when you said that, that's where you said it just like he sings it almost. Oh, like, that, that, that so was that's me. Almost, <laughs> that was me dealing with my daughter's mother back in the day. Bitch, I love you. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh. oh shit. I close my mixtape out going completely opposite from Elvis. Because I do still like to rock. But I still, I, you know, I, I, I do still like hip hop. I like crunch. I like keyboards. I'm a Europe fan. So I closed mine out with the only album that I think is worth a shit by this band. Little Faith No More. And the Uber Radio hit Epic. That be is a great song. Because it is. What a great song. I think the lyrics are so fucking stupid. I really do. 
Yeah. I, I like man, me some fake no more. It's such a good fucking track. That whole album. I love that whole album front to back. I, don't I mean, care. I'm not a, I'm not a fake no more tard. Me neither. I mean, they're kind of hit and miss with me, but what I love, I really love, and that's a great track. Yeah, and the real thing, I love all the way through. I love Zombie Eaters. Zombie Eaters is probably my favorite Faith No More song. But man, there's something about Epic. Maybe it's remembering the video, you know, where he opens up the hand and the eyes there and it shoots out. What a great fucking song. Uh, yeah, Faith No More Epic is how I close my fucking mixtape. What do you got? All right, man. Um, well, to me with this, it was, as you said, it starts off old school and it just gets heavier. And this is the end of the road trip, man. I'm, I'm arrived at my destination, so I'm blowing my wad here. Nice. Um, along with Black Sabbath Symptom of the Universe, probably the first or one of the first proto thrash metal songs. There's a few others you could argue, you know. Queen Stone Cold Crazy, you know, Juice Priestess and Aggressor, but this overkill by the mighty motorhead. Oh, it just wow. Fuck, dude. It just fucking it's my all-time favorite motorhead song. Favorite motorhead album. The fucking double bass that Phil Taylor starts off and how it just starts off and they just fucking kick it. And I love how the song just closes and just when you think it's gonna end, you think it's over, and then they keep going, then it's <laughs> over, and they keep going again. It's like Ew! it's like a fucking multi-orgasmic fucking oh, 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 yeah, overkill. Yeah, you know, overkill. It's yeah, man. I'm done, I'm spent. Now I'm just going to sit on the beach and fucking chill and listen to some Dean Martin. I'm going to drink a Mai Tai, have some Frank Sinatra go and leave me alone. Yeah. Let me get a blow jar yeah. from the hobby walk about. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking be listening to memories or Megaphones, you know, fuck it. You know, like I'm, I'm, I'm spent. All right. That's my closing track to my mixtape. That is awesome. That is, man, what a great tune. Let's run through these real quick so everybody can remember what we did. Um, your side one. Mm -hmm. What were the five? Such a night, Elvis Presley. You never can tell, Chuck Berry. Number three, Norwegian Wood by the Beatles. Number four, Paint It Black. Number five, Eagles, one of these nights. Number oh. six, or number one on side two. It's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll. Number two on side two, Kiss, Black Diamond. Track three, side two, Juice Priest, Beyond the Realms of Death. Track four, into the Void by Black Sabbath and track five, the closing track to the entire mixtape is Overkill by Motorhead. Oh man, that I would listen to that. Uh, for me, side one, track one, Fastball the Way, CCR, Fortunate Son, Vince Neil, you're invited, but your friend can't come. Uh, Joe Satriani, Summer Song, the uh, G3 Live version. Fat Boys featuring the Beach Boys wipe out, flip it over. Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers running down a dream. Poison, nothing but a good time. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince Summertime. Elvis Presley, Suspicious Minds. And close it out with Faith No More. Epic. Metal Mike, I, I, you know, every once in a while, I have an idea that's good. This was a great one, I man. think this was a good idea. It was. Like I said, because now I can see the possibilities with it. It just gives us another topic to do. And one of the things that I'm real keen on, and I, 
Um, while I was at White Zombie, man, Bill Wayne reached out to me. He was listening to DJ Samuel, you know, Samuel Wetzwell. He's, yeah. and he's like, man, dude, great acquisition. Great job, dude. You fucking rule. That metal station rules. He was, and, and I asked him, I said, dude, I would love to have you on as a guest. We'll probably have to do on over the weekend. I'm, I'm you know, the, the weekends I'm off. I'm assuming, um, and um, which now that you don't have an old lady, you'll have more free time for that, I guess. Oh, I got. Um, yeah. So you didn't understand for like two months. <laughs> I, I had lots of free time. And um, so basically, uh, I want to do this thing where uh, the title is a musical time a musical journey through space and time with and it could be with dr fuck with bill wayne where we literally have on and we just let them talk about themselves like who broke their musical cherry who broke their metal cherry what you know how they got into rock and metal and just kind of like you know talk about the shows they've been to and the things they've done i and i think you could do that with any of, of our, anybody man not yeah. just bill wayne and dr fuck we could have any of the other djs for the station we could have ken mills on there i'd love to have the pot father on here uh chris Sinzak, yeah, whoever yeah you know i think that would be another i got all kinds of good ideas myself man i think that's one of them but this one yeah, like, because I just started thinking, well, man, this is cool, but why limit it to just a summer crew? Like, why not do mixtapes in the future of all types, you know? So I, I um, think I, I think we'll, uh, we will be making a mixtape a lot more. Um, hell yeah. It, it was just one of those weird things that kind of hit my head, and, you know, it's like, you know what, we haven't talked in three weeks. We're, we're you know, we're getting into the dog days of summer. I, and, I, and not only that, you didn't want to do something where it required a lot of listening. To, it's something that we can do on the fly. Yeah. You, you, you know, I mean, let's be honest. Some of the things we do, it requires a bit of research. Yeah, or a lot bit, of research. You know? um, and, 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 and this didn't. It was one of the easiest, and it was so fun. I mean, I literally, as I'm building this, dude, I played it in order as I was doing it because Mark Alton Taylor's asking me to send him some stuff you know and so i was doing that while listening and it just i had so much fun doing it like i could actually see myself driving and fucking you know yeah it was cool man so Hell i yeah. had a lot of fun doing this man good pick dude good yeah good. I, I did too thank you thank you um I, I can't wait to see what we come up with next week um i think it's time to get out of here uh, i hope everybody enjoys the acdc episode i i finally got it up i'm sorry it took y'all have to share the shit out of that man yeah 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 it's on you i got it up bitch <laughs> all right all right man uh is there any uh plugs that you want to make bush uh you know what not really not really you know i've what? got one go check out the fat boys if you never listen to the fat boys go check them out right on man um <laughs> Hang tight, I got one, man. I'll be right back, bro. Alright. Yeah. I just got this today in the mail. It's pretty fucking cool. Now I I because I bought it from their band camp, I also have the digital version. I've even played a few tracks already off of it. Um, and I've mentioned this band numerous times. I've mentioned this artist numerous times. And I definitely need to reach out to him so I can do an interview with him. This is Trevor William Church's Haunt. Oh, uh, this shit. is the album Windows of Your Heart. Trevor William Church, of course, is also, uh, um, you know, Beastmaker and Haunt. Uh, Beastmaker's is his doom metal band. I don't think he's really doing much with them anymore, but this is his more like a new wave of traditional metal band. Um, he has several albums out. This is their newest one. 
fantastic fucking record. This is the colored vinyl. It's clear black red splatter. Um, just a great band. One of my favorite new newer bands. I'm a big big uh, fan of Trevor's. Um, I just love the fact that like literally, literally church recordings. He does everything himself. It's all DIY. He does everything himself. He is the son of Bill Church from Sammy Hagar's band in Montrose. Um, oh, shit. He, yes. I don't so think I ever some, knew that. He's got some hard rock and metal royalty there. And, yes, um, sir. Yes. Even though he's not a big fan of what Sammy does these days, he's very brutally honest about that. Hey, why the fuck we got to talk shit about Sammy? You could just say. He, he just says. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. He just, in an interview, it shocked me, man. He goes, I love my Uncle Sammy. He's like, but. Yikes, man. He doesn't really care for a lot of the new music Sammy's put out. He loves him, though, you know, but he, he loves his classic stuff, but he's just like, yeah, you know. That's but, fair. I mean, I guess, That's hey, fair. man, he's fucking family. He, he's allowed to kind of talk shit, I sure. guess. But anyway, man, I highly, highly recommend this band. Check out all their discography, and check out Beastmaker, man. You will not be disappointed. And Trevor, I'm going to be hitting you up for an interview here pretty soon, man. That's badass. I actually have both Beastmaker and Haunt in my fucking... Another guy we need to get on here is Mick Taylor. Or, or not Mick Taylor, uh, Mick um, Watkins. Watkins. Yeah. Gotta get Mick Taylor. Yeah, we need to get Mick Taylor from the formerly of the Rolling Stones. Yeah, let's uh, get we him. Gotta get, we gotta get <laughs> We got to get him, man. We've got to get him. Uh, he's got a killer band too. Yeah, Wild and, Ride. Uh, yeah, he'll yeah. come on, dude. We'll tell him. We're well, way I know he better. will. I know he we'll, will. We'll you tell know, him just... we're way better than fucking rock all over you, and he goes there all the time. Um, and I've been <laughs> meaning to have him on. Like this, that's a guy we could have on as a guest. But now, Trevor, I might just interview him and then give it to you. Like I'll I'll air it on air, and then give it to you for the podcast because we've got our own youtube channel we just started in fact i need to get a hold of mark alton taylor and try to figure out a time to to do our i want to kind of do like an introductory video and maybe a roundtable discussion with as many of the djs from the station as we can get that i think though we won't be able to do on skype that'll be um i'll have zoom. to download it zoom yeah. but yeah uh mark's very very keen to do that and, and and the cool thing is is all the djs man like jai has a ton of them i want them to put all their interviews and put it onto the YouTube station. I want our, our YouTube channel. I want I want to get us out there more, you know. Sure. And let people know, hey man, check out that metal station. Not just the state, but you know, and, and and it was Mark that came up with the idea. It's something I've wanted to do, but I've always kind of held back because I'm like, well I don't really know about video editing and I'm not really but Mark does YouTubing and he already told me he'd help me out. And it was actually an extra channel that he had he just renamed it and made all of us administrators of it so right, we can yeah. load content onto it and i do plan on doing that so i'm pretty excited about the station and the direction we're going in man i've got some ideas and plans i want to do and one of the things that i decided was to be more aggressive like i hit kirk winstein up for a future interview and his robin his wife robin gave me your number and told me you take a picture right now honey of the show tell me who you are and we will get back to you. I emailed Spirit Adrift. I told I talked to them about interviewing them. There's a band from St. Louis that's called Nest. I'm going to interview them. Uh, uh, the little outlaw country lady that we met, and uh, I just recently reached out to her about doing an interview with her. So I'm going to be trying to do that sometime here in the near future. Um, Kim Carson, because she, you know, even though it's not metal. Outlaw country and attitude is very similar to metal, yeah. and she oh, likes yeah. metal. She knows Phil. I mean, she even said, like, when Phil first saw her play, he goes, y'all are outlaw country. And she's like, that's right. You get it. You get it. You know, so nice. uh, really sweet lady. And, man, 
very um attractive sexy lady man total total uh cougar there you know? nice nice uh, maybe i should shut up if she listens she might be like you fucking pervert yeah hey, right I, like no i'm not coming but on. she total total sweetheart of a woman and she would said i'd be honored and i'm like okay that's awesome so i i got i got that ball rolling so yeah man i'm gonna try to be a little bit more aggressive about interviews and stuff because i really enjoyed doing what i did with jason hardwin of becoming and i want to do more of it man especially for the newer bands yeah 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 you got to get those guys out there that yeah that's awesome check out haunt uh that's cool they have their shit out there on vinyl uh, yeah, oh, yes. all, all I have is Fat Boys because I had really nothing to promote. Metal Mike, let's get the fuck out of here, man. All right, man. You guys, make sure you check out that metal station and all the amazing DJs there, including the one that's going to be coming. But when are you coming back, dude? You're going right. to come back uh, uh, Saturday. 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 I'll be back this week. All right, man. He he will be returning. I will not be on this Friday, but Mark Alton Taylor has already said he's going to fill in for me. So it should be interesting to see what he does. And he says he's going to kind of try to keep it my style and what the way i do things that's why he had me send him more thrash so um <laughs> all right man looking forward to it you guys keep fighting the good fight and stay metal to your dying breath i love y'all ozzy bless oh yeah man i'm i'm so happy we're back uh i apologize to all of our listeners for the month-long hiatus but i tell you what motherfuckers buy vinyl and we will and we're gonna be back and we're back stronger than ever dude it's yeah. all good We'll see hey, you next week. Really fun. We hope you liked it too. Seems like we've just begun when, when suddenly we're through. Goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye. Cause now it's time to go. But hey, I say, well that's okay. Cause we'll see you very soon, I know. Very soon I know. What the fuck is this shit? This is how we say goodbye on the plug. See you next week.